Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. R slash best of Redditor updates is without a doubt one of my favorite subreddits on the internet right now. You get amazing posts from all across Reddit, but the best thing about it is that you get to see what happens in the end. There's nothing more annoying in my opinion than reading a great post and thinking, okay, but what actually happened? Like, I want to know, and that is the beauty of this subreddit. So in this special episode, I've compiled the very best, best of stories from the past year into one extra long episode. But before we get into that, I quickly want to tell you that I'm running the London Marathon on April 23rd this year on behalf of Kids, an amazing charity that helps disabled children. I'm trying to raise as much money as humanly possible for this incredible charity by running 26.2 miles in the middle of London. It's going to be fun. Now, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, so far we've raised £454 at the time of recording. Thanks to you guys. That's incredible. However, the goal is £2,000. And if we get there, I've committed now to making one special video in which I put on a full Karen costume. That means a wig, that means a dress, and it also unfortunately means a full face of Karen makeup. Also, if you do donate, you will get a shout out in the very next episode on my channel right here. As you can see, all these 26 supporters have had shout outs on my channel. It doesn't matter how much you donate. Obviously, if you want to donate loads, then that's beneficial. But you know, just $2, $1, I'm easy. Give me a little bit and I'll still shout you out. It doesn't really matter. It's the thought that counts. So yeah, if you do want to get involved, the link to donate is in the top line of the description and in the pinned comment on whatever platform you're on. It's an amazing thing to do. And look, if you've got a little bit of spare cash and you're thinking, oh, I might buy a new hairband. Well, don't. Your hair doesn't love you. I do. So donate to me instead. That makes a lot of sense. Without further ado, I'll love you forever. If you do donate, let's get into the special best of episode. Am I the jerk for giving my stepson a 20 minute time limit to return my car before I phone the police? I am a 34 year old female doctor and part of my job entails being on call for one to three nights a week, twice a month. My fiance, Dale, who is 30, has been saving with my stepson's mum to buy him a car for Christmas. My stepson, Rex, who is 16, has a license already, but always has to borrow his mum's station wagon or his dad's beat up pickup truck. His mum's car is lame and embarrassing and his dad's can only hold one passenger, not practical for a teen on to the main conflict rex texted me yesterday around 12 asking if he could borrow my car after school his friends wanted to go to the mall but the bus route is too long could they borrow my car i texted back a sorry but no i'm on call again can you ask your mum? he says no 
I told him sorry, but my answer is still no. I'm sure you'll find a solution though. Ask your friends and you can all figure it out. If you see where this is going, you're less shocked than I am. I was up in my office, the room where I keep my switch, sewing machine and laptop, so not an official office, when I heard Rex and his friends downstairs after school. I was going to see if they needed anything, but they left after a few minutes. An hour later, I went to the kitchen, cleaning up the empty bottles and wrappers from their snacks. I saw the spot where I left my keys empty and I began to panic. First, I bolted to the door. My car was gone. I immediately dialed my stepson. He picks up and it's obvious he's in a mall store that's playing loud music. I told him to get his butt home now and he laughed and said that I'm not his mum. He'll be home whenever he pleases. Now, I'm not proud, but then I told him that he has 20 minutes to get home or I'll call the police and report my car stolen. Rex panics and said he couldn't find all of his friends and drive home in 20 minutes. I told him, tough. 10 minutes later, I get a text that he's in the mall parking lot and will be home soon. I phoned Rex's mum and informed her of his stunts. She was madder than me when I told her that I was on call. She apologized and promised to talk with Rex and Dale ASAP. Rex came in, threw me my keys and locked himself in his room. Dale finally came home around eight and said he'd been on the phone with his ex. He demanded to know why I'd punished his son. I put my foot down and explained that I'm on call. That means I need my car. Rex stole my car. But Dale disagrees. His ex agrees with me and decided that she won't be buying Rex a car anytime soon due to his entitlement. Dale thinks that I'm making a big deal out of nothing. I didn't end up going into work, so why did I have to threaten Rex? Well, I've only gone in twice this year while on call. But just because nothing happens doesn't mean that I'm always clear. Rex is now grounded. My fiance is barely speaking to me. He asked me when I'm going in today. I'm not. And if I'm going to apologize. I'm not budging and I'm still angry that he doesn't understand. So, am I the jerk? Now, I think we can all agree that the answer here is pretty obvious. Obviously, you're not the jerk. Your car was literally stolen. Of course, you're allowed to report that and then be angry at the person who stole it. Doesn't matter who they are. But what is more interesting is the update and what happens next in this story. So, apparently, Dale reads through this subreddit on his work breaks. He texted me a link to my post during his dinner break. A short time later, I first received a call from Rex's mum, who said that Dale called her and ranted about how I made him look bad online. She told him that she doesn't give a flying F because he didn't react the way a good parent should. Dale was so furious that he told her that he'd be calling his mother to see if someone actually cared about his feelings. But Dale's mother handed his butt back to him, good, and reiterated to Dale that he was not an active part in his son's life until he was six, so he's got no leg to stand on. Dale tried to complain about how everyone was being unfair to him, but she shut him up and told him that his son did something wrong, and this is not about punishing him for being a bad father. Dale returned home a little while ago, about an hour earlier than he usually does he looked defeated but he was still short with me he said he was disappointed that i posted and now everyone who knows will think he's a joke and a bad father i didn't think this conversation would end up with my ending the engagement and relationship but it did the house is all in my name so dale is packing up his stuff and crawling back to his mum's house the wedding wasn't set so no money or time lost there dale said so many things that i don't even want to write down this is not the man who i've known for four years and i'm honestly shocked at how selfish he is He said my doctor money would have to buy Rex a car to make up for all the hard feelings. I'm astonished at how delusional he is. I'm done with this account and will not be returning. So there you go. Uh, That is a story of how a Reddit post ruined an entire relationship. I say ruined. It's for the best, isn't it? I don't understand Dale's entire like thought process here. All right. So your son makes a terrible mistake, right? Steals a car. 
That's fine. That's on him. Yeah, it doesn't look great on you as a parent, but why is he going all selfish on this? Why is he saying that, oh, you're making me look bad as a father? It's not about you. Just punish him the way you should be punished for stealing a car and then just move on with your life. Like, he's your child. You've got to take responsibility. It's not about you, though, as a parent. Like, do your job as a parent, but nobody really cares. Like, you guys listening right now, when you were listening to the first post right there, were you thinking throughout, oh, Dale's a terrible man? No, didn't cross my mind once. It's just the dad. I expected him to punish him and talk to him in the same way that OP did. Now, up until that point, when he didn't do that, it was all good. So it's on him, is what I'm trying to say, I guess. I don't actually know that made any sense. I mean, what we've really understood here is that actually dale is extremely entitled as well the comment about the doctor money alone shows that um so yeah i guess something like this was always going to happen at some point it's better that it did now and that you're not married to him my 10 year younger sister is trying to seduce my husband and i'm freaking out i am a 30 year old woman and my 20 year old sister has started college in the city that my husband and i live in he is 28 There's a housing shortage here and getting her own place may take two to three years sometimes. So she moved in with us. We live in a four bedroom apartment. She moved in last week in November. Everything was great at first. Later, I started noticing that she's very affectionate with my husband. When he works from home, she is home that day, making him sandwiches, coffee, etc. She never uses the shower in her room because it's too small. Instead, she uses the bigger one in the hall so she can walk around in a towel, sometimes going into the kitchen to make tea when my husband is tidying up after dinner. She just stands there in the towel, chit-chatting. It feels so weird and perverted, to be honest. I mean, she's my baby sister. I thought maybe I'm overreacting because I seem to be the only one noticing anything weird i have spoken to my mum about it but she says it's in my head because my husband loves me and my sister loves me and i'm just feeling insecure because i'm pregnant and have gained weight i'm having a difficult pregnancy so yesterday i took a day off and stayed in bed my husband was working from home my sister didn't know i was home she came home from the gym and she had brought lunch with her she called for my husband to join her and i heard her loudly saying i bet you wish you had a wife who took care of you like this I went to the kitchen and she was in her sport bra and very small tight shorts She was like, oh, I didn't know you were here and she took her lunch and went to her room I don't know what to do about the situation I mentioned this once to her about her walking around in a towel But she laughed it off saying that I was imagining things because i'm insecure If I kicked her out It would mean that she can't continue with her studies this year because my parents live five hours away I'm not worried about my husband, but I think what she's doing is disrespectful and for it to continue one Maybe two years is honestly exhausting. What the heck is wrong with her? She used to be my baby girl All right, then straight on to the update. This was posted just a few days later. Since my mother and sister dismissed me, I talked to my husband. Thank you, Reddit, for suggesting that. He told me that he has noticed my sister acting weird around him. He was, however, very uncomfortable talking to me about it, since it was my idea that she should live with us. I might think that he's making things up to kick my sister out, for example. He said the days he's been working from home, she's been almost always home, walking around in her underwear or tiny gym wear. He asked her on a number of occasions to put some more clothes on. She laughed and asked if he's not used to being around confident women. She also always talked me down in front of him and commented things like my bad posture or my old age age or i wonder if she'll be able to lose her baby weight i was appalled what the frick is wrong with my sister i've never had problems with her and i always took care of her growing up i decided that she must leave i've been trying to find a place for her in the city and i know that one of my colleagues grandmothers rents rooms for students she lives near campus so it would be perfect for her i didn't want to break the news myself to her because by now i know what she would say that i'm so jealous and threatened by her 
So I asked my husband to talk to her Apparently she broke down crying asking him if I put him up to this He told her that this was his apartment as much as it's mine and he is not comfortable either having her around He told her about the new arrangement that we've made But if she didn't like it, she was welcome to find a place on her own or move back home She's getting until the end of the month Today, she was so angry with me. She told me that if my husband really loved me, I wouldn't have felt so threatened by her. She was also mad because now she'll have to pay rent and live in a smaller room. I don't know. I feel sorry for her, but I'm honestly shocked at how callous she is. When did this happen? Only yesterday, she was my baby who waits for me to come home on holidays to try my new clothes and makeup. Now she's shut in her room, only speaking to me to call me pathetic and insecure. I'm so miserable right now. All right, interesting story to start today's episode. First of all, the towel thing. Now I've got to say personally that I love walking around in my towels and I'm not trying to get with any of my family or their partners, just to make that clear. However, that in context with all the other stuff that your younger sister is doing, you know, just clear flirtation. It's pretty obvious. Um, yeah, you did the right thing. Also, fair play to your husband for saying this because it must have been extremely uncomfortable to come between two sisters, but he did what he had to do and I rate him highly for that. My husband has been lying to me about our finances and we are screwed. The title is basically the story. I'm also to blame for this. I realized that. We divided household responsibilities pretty evenly, but we don't split every responsibility down the middle and finances were his job He's better at them. I thought he was better at them. We are $50,000 in credit card debts I did not know about this $50,000 on a home equity loan I did know about this two months behind on our mortgage and severely behind on a car payments I quit my job when we decided to have my middle child three years ago. Then we had our youngest a year ago I thought we were fine. We should have been fine I don't understand what the frick happened or why he waited so long to tell me. I trusted him completely. I would never have believed this. I love him so much. By all accounts, we had an ideal marriage. Or we did. I thought we did. I have no idea how we can ever come back from this. It will take years to pay this off. I'm in school full time, but I need to drop out because we can obviously no longer afford childcare while I'm in class. That just sets us back even more because my earning potential is lower. The most screwed up part is that my dad did this exact same thing to my mum. It was awful to live through as a teenager. It was a serious contributor in being resistant to commitment or ever relying on anyone for anything. My husband obviously knew about this. It was my number one reservation when I was quitting my job. I can't believe I was so stupid. This is my worst fear coming true and I've got no idea what to do. And then we have a couple of quick edits from OP. I don't know why everyone is making up that my kids are in daycare full-time, but they're not. I pay a babysitter while I take one class on campus. Our oldest is in public school and our younger two are home with me. I'm going to community college and 75% of my classes are online. The rest are at night. There is no daycare bill. It's literally a $300 per month expense and it should have worked. We're not living large here. I cook everything from scratch. We don't get takeout. I cloth diaper. I buy the kids clothes secondhand or get hand-me-downs. Our cars aren't new. Our mortgage is very reasonable. We cut all of the extras when I stopped working because my job would hardly have paid for daycare. There is no reason that his income should not have been enough. I don't know what he spent money on, but it clearly wasn't our bills. And then a final edit. My husband makes $140,000 per year. I was making 30 per year. We had no credit card debt when I quit my job. Our mortgage and home equity loan are $2,000 per month. Our car payments combined are $500 per month. I know Reddit thinks that women asexually produce children and then force men to support them, but my husband enthusiastically wanted children as well and had an equal role in creating them. My salary would not have justified the cost of daycare. 
We both did the numbers a hundred different ways and it should have worked. It should still be working. I don't know what the frick he's spending money on or if this is even the extent of the issue, but I didn't just frivolously spend money like a freaking idiot. I bust my butt to keep our expenses low. The plan was that I would finish school and start working again by the time my middle was in kindergarten, so we would only have one child in daycare. It was a good plan. It would have worked. I don't know what happened and i'm terrified to find out and then just 16 hours later We get this update from op in the comments of the original post I'm going to post this here and i'll come back and respond individually later on Maybe tomorrow when I posted this I had literally just learned about how bad it was I spent the day going through everything and talking to my husband He's cheating on me. The woman has two kids and I guess he's been helping her with them They could be his for all I know. He's currently vomiting and crying in the bathroom. So that's freaking great I unfortunately have to stay married to him long enough to figure out the finances I'm talking to a bankruptcy lawyer on monday. Thank you everyone who made me feel a little less alone today Wow, uh, that took a pretty quick turn for the worst. Sorry to hear that. That's such an empty apology Uh, What do you even say to that? Like that is so disgusting Um, what what can you do in that situation? Nothing not gonna lie as I was reading that first post I was trying to work out what he might have been spending the money on behind your back and that did cross my mind But I thought you know what? No it can't be the case. He's a good man. Um, but no, unfortunately not. Yeah, sorry once again. Let's move on. Am I the butthole for telling my daughter she cannot marry a racist? Some background. My wife and I worked and lived in a somewhat larger city where my daughter was born. My wife got a job opportunity in one of her employer's field offices, and it was too good to pass up. We moved to the boonies when my daughter, Amy, was a preteen, and we've been here ever since. The people are nice, but we were quickly labeled as city folk, and so we never really integrated very well. Amy came back the summer between her freshman and sophomore year. She got a summer job, which is where she met her fiancé, Dan. We've had him over to the house countless times since then, and he is polite, respectful, and he seems to truly love my daughter. He is a local, and his family have been locals for generations. We rarely met up with his parents, but they also seemed nice when we did. They dated long distance all through her college years. This past summer, they got engaged. His parents decided to throw an engagement party last weekend at their house. We'd never been there, and I was excited to see the home where he grew up and meet his extended family. The party was fine. We did our best to fit in. But like I mentioned, we were from the city and they poked fun a little bit. His dad gave a speech and while it wasn't overtly racist, he mentioned how he was happy that his son found a nice white girl and was looking forward to white grandbabies. As the night progressed, they started to share a bit of family history so that we would know the proud lineage our family would now be a part of. Without going into too much detail, they're descended from members of a hate group. We decided to be polite and not say anything, but we didn't stay much longer. I let this stew for a few days until Amy returned home. She tells me that she was not aware of his family history, but it doesn't change her mind. I don't want her marrying into this family though, and I told her so. She says Dan doesn't wholly believe what his parents do, but I'm not convinced. You can't be raised to believe you're of a superior race and not have it become internalized to some degree. She assures me that they have a lifetime for her to point out all the ways his parents are wrong, but I'm worried that if they never leave his hometown, there'll be too much pushback from his family. I told her that I'm gonna be firm on this, that I don't want her marrying into that family. She called me a butthole and has been ignoring me ever since. I feel horrible, but this isn't what I'd hope for her. So is she right or am I being a butthole? Okay then, straight on to the updates. 
Not long after I posted, Amy came to me to apologize. I was surprised because based on the responses I was getting, I was preparing to apologize to her. So just FYI, the people of Reddit on r slash am I the butthole thought overall that OP was the butthole in this situation. Now, I'm not sure if I agree with that, to be honest. I think she was just concerned. But yeah, you probably shouldn't step in the way of your kid marrying someone else. I don't know. It's their decision ultimately. What do you think? Get in the comments. Anyway, let's carry on with the updates. Amy said that she lashed out because she was trying to reconcile her relationship as she knew it with the new information about who he was. I asked her if she really had no idea. And she said that, looking back, there were warning signs, but nothing that would lead her to believe that he was overtly racist. I guess being long distance and liking him so much allowed her to remain mostly ignorant. She wanted to know what she should do. I told her that I was going to talk to Dan and try to get a beat on who he is apart from his parents. She seemed to think that was a good idea. A lot of people said that I was being unfair labeling him a racist before. But now that we've spoken, I can tell you for certain that he is a racist. A lot of you were trying to figure out what Amy meant by him not being wholly racist. And I think I can answer that now. He told me that he doesn't harbor any hatred for anyone, but he believes the white race will go extinct eventually. And he's proud of who he is and of his race. And he doesn't want that to happen, which I guess also explains his father's comments about white grandbabies. I told him that his heritage is nothing to be proud of and that his beliefs will have no place in our family or in my household. He said that Amy seemed to understand him and that I might not have a choice of whether or not his beliefs will be a part of my family. I said that he was right. If Amy wants to move forward with the wedding, then there is nothing I can do to stop her. Yeah, I do agree with that. That's a good thing to say. He sneered and told me that he supposed we had nothing more to discuss and that was the end of it. All right, this is all becoming a little bit more clear now. I told Amy what me and him discussed and she decided to call it off. She broke up with him and he has not taken too kindly to it. He's been to the house a lot, so we decided to get her an apartment back in the city. Her work is going to start phasing back into the office anyway, so the timing works out. His parents called us and came to speak with us a few times. At first, they were just trying to figure out what was going on, but it quickly turned into them berating us. I got some Reddit flack for not standing up to them initially, so this time I made sure they knew where I stood. See, this is the issue I have sometimes with Reddit. People want you to just go straight away, 100%, jump on things, like stand up for people, rather than just calm down and act coolly and assess the situation, which is what you did. Looking back now at your first post, it's pretty clear that you weren't the butthole, given what we now know, right? You were just assessing. You were like, okay, I'm not sure I like this, but ultimately, as you said, as you admitted, it's not your decision. You can't stop her from marrying who she wants to, but at least you knew that something was wrong here. And you didn't just jump in straight away, making assumptions like, I guess they wanted you to, the commenters on reddit that is i don't know my point is that sometimes people in the comment sections of real life events want you to do things that just aren't practical at the time so guys what do you think do you think this woman was the butthole in the first place or do you think she acted perfectly let me know in the comments down below there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss my husband admits i am ugly 
I am an unattractive woman, objectively. I've always been this way, and while I have accustomed myself to it, it nonetheless remains a daily fact that being an ugly woman sucks. I met my husband four years ago, and he is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. He's always and frequently told me I'm beautiful, and somehow sounded honest without sounding like my mother, as in like someone without another option to answer. Last night, on Saturday, he had a group of friends over to our home. They meet several times a month to hang out, catch up, and play games. He's known most of these guys since high school. I was upstairs in the kitchen preparing drinks and snacks and i was able to hear them in the basement and began to eavesdrop which i know is rude but it wasn't really intentional i realized they were talking about me a couple of guys were teasing my husband about me specifically about my looks i could tell it was supposed to be funny but it was not there was a point where one of them referred to me as a troll and my husband blew up and started shouting listen shut the frick up i know that she's ugly but shut up she makes me happy does your bimbo of the week do that jim dave how long has it been since we've hung out and you haven't complained about your wife He went on for a while defending me, but all I could hear was, I know she's ugly, I know she's ugly, I know she's ugly again and again in my head. It just broke me. I don't know why. I've always known that I'm unattractive, but he isn't supposed to. He tells me I'm beautiful so sincerely and consistently, I started to actually believe he thought that. I started to cry and ran into a shower so no one could hear me. When I came out an hour later, everyone had gone home, far earlier than normal. I went to bed and then haven't spoken to him all day today, but I think I've been able to avoid letting him know I'm upset or avoiding him. I know rationally that what he said was true and sweet and that I should be happy he loves me and not my body, but it doesn't seem to matter. I just want to be pretty. God, I feel so shallow. I've been crying all day. What do I say to him? Part of me wants to call him a liar, to scream and yell and cry, while the other part just wants to run away and never have to talk to him again and acknowledge that even the greatest man I will ever meet can't find me attractive. All right then, so let's get straight into the update that was posted just a couple of days later. As you guys can probably imagine, the comments on this post were amazing. So much positivity. Anyway, here we go. First off, I'd just like to say thanks. Just wow. Over the last two days, I've had literally hundreds of messages and PMs. You guys rock. Seriously, look at that thread. That's got to have one of the best positivity and sweetness to meanness and jerks ratios on all of Reddit like ever. You guys knocked it out of the park for me. I'm still trying to figure out why. So yesterday, after getting a barrage of support from you guys on my phone every couple of minutes, nonstop, all day, I decided to try and confront my husband over what I'd heard. After we were both home from work, I told him I needed to talk. I told him I'd overheard him and his friends and he immediately started to apologize for them Saying they were jerks and buttholes and that I should have told him that I'd heard I had to stop him to let me get a word in and tell him it wasn't his friends so much as it was what he said When I told him what he said his whole tone changed I could tell he wasn't expecting to be blamed I'd had the whole conversation planned out I wanted to explain how it made me feel how I thought he really was attracted to me and how betrayed it made me feel to hear him like that behind my back But I just started to cry and I couldn't really communicate what I wanted to say very well He was awesome though and just held me and then after a minute started to speak like he was reading right out of the nicest comments in the original thread Telling me he was just angry and didn't speak very well that he really does find me attractive Even if the world doesn't and his friends don't I calmed down pretty quickly I basically cried myself out the day before he took me to his computer and showed me an email He sent to all of his friends on sunday 
I wish I could copy and paste it now But he basically called all his friends jerks said they crossed the line from good-natured trash talk to just being buttholes And then continued going far beyond he said that for the time indefinite they'd have to find another host They were no longer welcome in my home. He actually said my wife's home now I thought that might make it sound as if I was ordering him around being a little dog But he said he just wanted to emphasize how wrong what they were doing was seeing him stand up for me again made me happy Especially seeing him do it without talking bad about me helping me believe it really was just the heat of the moment bad word choice He told me to wait in the room and left coming back with a folder He said he was going to give me this for christmas, but that he'd get me something else I tried to say no, but he insisted it was plane tickets and brochures He set up a trip in early january to the spa hotel resort thing in british columbia It was pretty mind-blowing, but I realized that it had to be several thousand dollars that he'd spent We budget pretty thoroughly. He shouldn't have been able to spend that without me noticing I asked where he got the money and he said he'd been planning this for more than a year and saving all the money assigned to his weekly spending money Collecting where I wouldn't notice change from groceries, etc When I say that sometimes i'm not sure I deserve him understand that i'm not having a crisis. I need help dealing with He's just really awesome. He's taking me out for dinner. So I have to go but i'll be on again tonight And there we go. That is the end of that one Um, I think it's pretty clear from everything that's happened outside of this one comment and just you know All the context of your relationship and what a man this is that this was just one heat of the moment thing that he didn't really mean to say And yeah, look obviously it sucks to hear that but I don't think he meant it in the way that it came across I do have to say though What sort of person goes to your friend's house and just starts saying yeah, by the way Your wife is a troll like just looks so ugly what sort of friend do you have to be to say that i do love your husband's response to the gym though does your bimbo of the week do that i mean just great sit him in his place good stuff overall it's clear that your husband really is a great guy and this was just one heat of the moment thing you know what you're right you don't deserve him that's why would i say that i saw my husband and my sister naked in my kitchen i can't move if i move it becomes real and i have to accept what i saw and think of what's next I came in from work early and saw my sister's car thinking maybe she was dropping off some food from her job But no, I walk in and see my husband and sister naked in my kitchen the kitchen I paid for as soon as I registered what I saw I got in my car and left I kept driving just driving 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 until I found the hotel i'm at now I don't want to believe it. I don't know what to do My sister my only family and my best friend the one who's supposed to be there for me and support me My husband my person my other half the one who's supposed to love and respect me the two most important people in my life have ruined everything i blocked them both on my phone i don't want to hear any of the bs excuses they'll come up with i don't want to confront this i want to go back to this morning when everything was fine wow what a start to this one then a couple of days later we get this update i didn't think i needed to explicitly say this but by naked i meant they were butt naked and screwing in the kitchen I admit mentioning that I pay for the kitchen was odd and kind of funny But anyone that knows me knows that the kitchen is my pride and joy So yes when I saw my sister and husband screwing in my kitchen It stuck with me and yes, they did see me when I got to the hotel I cried for a few hours and then I just wanted to tell someone anyone The two people I would talk to when something happened in my life were the two I needed to talk about and it was 11 something in the evening So I wasn't going to disrupt my friends evenings and burden them So instead I came to reddit thinking that not many would see it the response I received was Overwhelming. I want to say thank you to everyone that sent me kind words and advice. Thank you so much for all the virtual hugs I know I only commented once it's because I had so much to think about and do 
I appreciate all the love and support. There was so much amazing advice given in the comments, although a lot of it was American based, I'd still appreciate it. But one thing I did see a lot was to unblock them and keep the texts and calls as evidence. So I did do that. After posting and another good cry, I knew that I had to get myself together. I didn't have my sister or any family to help, so I had to do it myself. I started researching what my next steps were. In the morning, my friend called me, saying my sister contacted her, wondering if I'd been in contact with her. I told her what happened, and she very kindly offered her spare room and her day off work to help me sort stuff out. I called in sick at my job, and my friend helped get things done. I got in contact with my friend who works at a bank, and she helped me start sorting my financials. My friend also found me a lawyer to consult with. After my phone consultation with the lawyer, I was so overwhelmed. I now know why so many women don't divorce their cheating husbands. It's such a lengthy, expensive, and emotionally draining process. Process. I fortunately make a stable income and can support myself and we fortunately don't have kids I have to remember that things aren't going to happen in one day. It will all take time as for the house Unfortunately, his parents did buy it for us and to be honest after what I saw I don't want it I'll try and get reimbursed for my beloved kitchen. Otherwise it can burn for all I care This has been super draining, but I knew I had to talk to them I already knew there was no coming back for my husband and when I checked his messages They're exactly what I thought they would say. I'm sorry. It's not what it looks like we didn't mean for it to happen please come home i love you blah 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 just absolute bs a small part of me thought maybe i could find it in me to forgive my sister as we only have each other but after i opened her messages all hope was lost she used the same excuses we heard our father use when he cheated on our mother and beat us she said the same things our mother would say when she would excuse our dad's behavior and also beat us I spoke to her this morning and asked her to tell me straight up who what where when and why she told me back in july when i went on a girl's trip she was at our house and joked to my husband that i would cheat on him on the girl's trip because that's what always happens he said nah and they joked about it but she said he could get even with me and they ended up doing it once one time led to two to three then to whenever they could do it there was never any evidence or signs of anything that i was going to or even thinking of cheating i told her we were done and there was nothing she could do to bring us back together i later received a call from an unknown number it was my mother who i haven't spoken to in seven years it turns out my sister has been in contact with her and told her what had happened and my pos mother the same woman who beat me for breathing wrong had the audacity to say that this is what i get for taking her daughters away from her it hurts so much i know things are going to get messier and this is going to be a long few years I've now lost all my blood relations. I need to get on my stuff and find a new place. I want to show them that I can and I will thrive without them. Again, thank you all from the bottom of my heart for all the love and advice. All the people in the comments that could relate to me, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with this one, guys. So sad. The two people in your life that you trust the most, I presume, and that are the closest people to you, do this to you behind your back. And your sister is the one that kind of instigated in the first place. And I'm not trying to give your husband an excuse here. I mean, clearly he was involved. That tends to be how it works. But uh, yeah, the fact that she was like, oh, my sister, your wife, is almost definitely cheating on you when there was no evidence of that at all shows how horrible she really is. Wow. I think you're just so much better without them both. Like, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a horrible few years for you, but you don't want to spend the rest of your life with people like this in your life that were doing this behind your back, preemptively cheating on you because they think, oh, you might be cheating on me. That is ridiculous. Just absolutely insane. And honestly, it's a good thing it happened now because imagine it happens in 10, 15 years when you have a whole family, children, you know, you're tied down to this man for the rest of your life and there's nothing you can really do. At least it happened now and you can get out and kind of restart your life. Yes, it's going to be horribly hard, but at 
least you're young enough to where it won't completely ruin everything My daughter disowned my grandson. Well, i'm furious this morning My 16 year old grandson showed up at my doorstep with a bag looking like he just had the stuffing knocked out of him He lives two states away and traveled by bus to get here Why because my daughter decided the best way to handle him coming out to her was to toss him out into the cold I'm, so angry with her that I don't want to type out things that I will one day regret But jesus, I thought I raised her better than that My grandson is currently sleeping in his new bedroom and i'm at a bit of a loss as to how to proceed from here The poor child has just had his entire world turned upside down But what do I say and do to make this right for him? He doesn't want to go back. My daughter his mum, doesn't want him back I'm absolutely fine with having him stay with me but there's a lot that needs doing more importantly what channels would i need to go through to make sure my daughter gets her just desserts i love her and i likely always love her but i raise them all to be accountable for their actions and nobody hurts my grandbabies and then just two weeks later we got this update my grandson is in therapy and has been enrolled at school he's been placed in my custody while cps proceeds my lawyer is handling all necessary paperwork and believes we have absolutely nothing to worry about our caseworker has echoed this i will not be discussing legal matters further My daughter is facing criminal charges for her actions. Child abandonment is a very serious crime. Her actions reflect very poorly on her as a whole. Upon realizing that her income was being cut off and that she committed a fair number of crimes, she instantly began to plead that she hadn't meant to and it had been a heat of the moment decision that she regretted. Considering she's already thrown out all of my grandson's clothing and worldly possessions, this defense did not hold up to scrutiny. My grandson is as well as can be expected. He's made friends in the form of my neighbor's kids. They're around his age. We've redecorated his room and he had a good time being allowed to pick out his own furniture and paints. He's got on a PS4, which has become his escape. He personally has made the choice to not join a group and I won't force him to do so. We're talking about getting a puppy as he loves dogs, but his mother never allowed him one. And then one final update from a few months later. My grandson is doing well. He's made a few friends in the neighborhood and has bonded with his pup quite nicely. The two are almost inseparable, save for when he's in school. He's begun meeting with a counselor that offers online sessions. My daughter has been granted a plea deal, which she's accepted to avoid the full extent of what the courts would have otherwise given her. I'm told by my lawyer that this is a common occurrence in such situations in order to expedite proceedings so as to best see the child's needs. The charges against my daughter were dropped in accordance with the deal and she's been stripped of her parental rights. Due to much of what came to light during proceedings, a restraining order was granted to keep her away from my grandson until he reaches his majority. We are moving forward with life. Now that court and other proceedings are winding down, I'm once more considering moving. Even with my grandson here, the house is just too big for us and the weather isn't as kind to my bones as it was when I was younger. My grandson is open to the idea and views it as a fresh start. This situation has allowed me to glean things about my family that I find very useful. The relatives that sided with my daughter and told her it was her right to do as she did as a God-fearing woman have been struck from my phone book. Unfortunately, I count another of my children in this list. Those who took my grandson's side, note it's very much his side and not my side, have shown themselves to be the good people I knew them to be. The wheat has separated itself from the chaff. I do believe this will be my last post here as there is just not much more to add, but I just wanted this lovely community to know that we will be okay. Wow, I cannot believe what I've just read. You know what is so baffling to me? The difference in generations. You've gone from OP, the grandmother, who is so open and is so supportive of her grandson. Then her daughter, the kid's mother, who is the complete opposite. And then, of course, the son himself, who has come out and had to deal with this rubbish. I mean, fair play to you, OP, for being so good and supportive. Because imagine if you weren't in the picture and this kid was just having to deal with his mum, who has literally abandoned him and disowned him. I I just can't believe that. For his own sexuality. 
society in 2022. Well, this happened in 2019, but you know what I mean. Hopefully with grandma, with therapy, with general life support from good people, this kid will be all right. It sounds like it's on the way back, but wow, what an ordeal to have to go through and then get disowned by your own mother. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition Not Today Karen merch. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh, and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. I regret leaving my wife for my girlfriend. I don't know if I have the right to ask her to take me back. My wife and I separated a year and a half ago. Before that, we were together for 15 years. 15 happy years. We have two daughters together, 14 and 12. The last two years of our marriage, I thought that we've achieved all that we could achieve. Nothing changed and we knew each other by heart. The pandemic years were hard on me mentally, being stuck at home 24-7. I didn't know that at the time. I thought I was stagnating and out of love with my wife and that being home made me realize that instead of the truth that I was actually depressed because of being home all the time, albeit with her. When I went back to the office after two years, I thought my change of humor to the positive was because I wasn't with her, instead of the fact that I could actually get out again. I met Anna, a 32-year-old. She was one of the new people that we hired. Anna is free and happy, social and high-spirited. She took the office by storm. She was the opposite of my shy and calm wife. I remember when I first met my wife. I was the one who asked her out, and the first two years into our relationship, she confessed to me that she had liked me for at least a year before I asked her out. With Anna, she was honest and verbal about how she had a crush on me, like an open book. She proposed to me. I told her that I was married, and she said that we only lived once, and that she just wanted to tell me how she felt, no matter if I reciprocated or not. I felt strongly for her. I confessed to my wife that I was out of love with her. She asked me if there was someone else, and I said yes. That was enough for her not to try to dissuade me. I know that she was hurt and suffering in secret and I never tried to console her because I didn't want her to know that I knew how much she was hurting. Her pride has always been her dearest possession. I moved out a week later to Anna. I thought that I was going to be over the moon now, but there was something missing, even when I felt happy. I thought it was me missing my children and my home. I was used to being with my daughters every day and now I see them only half the time. I thought it was my daughters crying and not speaking to me that hurt me. I thought it was a disappointment in their eyes that disturbed my sleep at night. My wife was my rock, even in separation. She made sure that the girls didn't refuse to see me. She kept my image whole and always spoke to them about how I loved them and how good of a father I was. I knew she was hurting and I could see her missing me, but she never once lost her dignity. It was around Christmas when it hit me how much I really lost. Anna had surprised me with a trip to a warm destination because I was feeling down that this would be the first time I wouldn't celebrate with my daughters, who chose their mother. Anna always understood that my blueness was because I missed my girls all the time, and she she tried everything to cheer me up. The night before we took our trip, I dropped by my wife to leave my daughter's presence. My wife opened the door and she just looked so serene. I lost my balance on an ice patch and she just said oops and ran towards me to help with the gifts. I caught a whiff of her smell and that was when it all hit me. I did miss my children and my home and my stability, but most of all, I just missed my wife. I missed her warmth, her voice, her calmness, her wit, and most of all her smell when I buried my face in her hair and neck on Saturdays when we could sleep in. I knew that I never really stopped loving her. She wasn't the reason I went through a dark period. She was the only light that pushed me forward. 
I've always missed her. I've tried to explain it away because I have this new brilliant girlfriend who is so different, who's teaching me how to be excited again. But every time, my wife's face is the first thing I thought of when I woke up in the morning and looked at the person next to me. And every time Anna kissed me and I closed my eyes to try and imagine my wife's smell, I pushed these thoughts away because I thought of how miserable my life had been during these pandemic years. My wife was putting up the Christmas tree and I asked her if I could stay for a beer. And she said yes. I started crying in our kitchen and when she asked I told her that I was missing the girls and how strange it was not to celebrate with them She comforted me and told me that everything would be okay and to have a nice trip Change is never easy even if we wanted it now another christmas is approaching Anna has booked a new adventure for christmas and I didn't even protest For the last year picking the children up or dropping them off has been what I look forward to just to see my wife's face I've noticed how she has become happier and more in terms with the changes and I envy her I wish I could just tell her how I feel but I don't want to disturb her healing when she's come so far I love her like I never loved her before but I don't deserve a moment more of her life after what I did And then just one day later we got this update I have now broken up with Anna I feel such a weight lifting. Maybe it's not a nice thing to do. Breaking up with someone before the holidays, but I needed this for my own sake, but even for Anna. She doesn't deserve my resentment towards her since I'm the only one to blame for breaking up my marriage. But I can't help but resent her. I can't help but think that I don't want someone like her around my daughters. I hope she'll be fine and I wish her luck. I'm not going to bother my wife. I probably need to be alone while trying to sort out my feelings and mental issues. I'm just hoping this would make my girls accept me and my home as their second. All right, there we go. A little bit of a sob story posted to true off my chest. Do we feel bad for this bloke? Get your comments in down below. I, for one, do not, unfortunately. I mean, look, I do a little bit because it's a bit of a tough situation for him. But all this happened because of you, my friend. Sorry. No wonder she's so serene right now, your ex-wife. She's probably at peace with the fact that now she can be with somebody eventually that actually loves her and wants to stay with her for her life rather than you that when the going gets a little bit tough you're like ah a little young more exciting thing at work i'm off skis and i'm gonna ruin my life with my family and my daughters just for this person maybe that's a little bit too harsh but come on Like giving up this quickly on a marriage just because you were depressed during the pandemic Like the majority of people haven't done that for example A lot of people felt very down in the pandemic Didn't mean they left their spouses though did it? Come on The comments on reddit are kind of agreeing with me here A lot of them are very harsh more harsh than what i'm saying Just saying it is completely this guy's fault and he's an idiot for this But others are saying that he needs some form of psychological help Because if he's always gonna say and feel that the grass is greener somewhere else with a you know different woman Then he's never really gonna get happiness is he? And ultimately, nobody ever wants to feel like that, despite it being his own actions. Everyone wants to eventually, you know, be serene and be happy and find comfort in your life. So I don't think it's what he wants to do necessarily, but maybe it's just a personality trait. I don't know. Maybe we're giving him too much credit, but he does need to sort himself out and he is aware of that. Now, I just want to include one more comment that OP made right at the bottom of this post. I heard about Reddit on a podcast. I thought the quality would be better than this, but I made good connections with some people who have had or had battled depression. So I'm taking this with a grain of salt and I'm grateful for those who listen to me. Pretty much what happened is he was getting called out in the comments for being an idiot. And he was like, no, it's not my fault. Why are my comments being deleted by mods as well when I'm just saying ridiculous things? All in all, I don't know if this guy realizes that he was the problem the entire way through. Bit of a sob story. I don't have a violin small enough for this one. Am I the jerk for telling my now ex-friend that she shouldn't be proud of being overweight? 
My friend, Tara, has always been a little overweight, and in the past, she couldn't accept it. She tried so many diets, but nothing lasted more than a few weeks, as, quote, My love for food is so strong. A few years ago, she met a guy, and that was the hint she needed to get serious help from a professional doctor and to start exercising. I need to say, she looked stunning after a few months and was able to catch the guy. Let's say that the pandemic got the best of them, and after three long years of a relationship, he dumped her. She was devastated at the beginning. She regained almost all the weight that she'd lost previously, but after some time, me and other friends managed to make her standing again. She came back to hang out with us, and she flirted with some guys, nothing serious. In the meantime, another girl joined our group. Let's call her maya maya is the kind of girl that's naturally fit and doesn't need exercising at all and that's something tara couldn't accept she began teasing her all the time saying things like hey don't hug her too tight you might break her how can you manage to have sex a boy could crush you i'm glad i gained my weight back because i used to look like you or even at least have some meat they can grab if a boy grabbed you where would he put his hands on your collarbones maya always tried to laugh it off as she was the new girl but i could see her not being comfortable at all last night after the umpteenth comments i blurted a at least she can fit in a pair of jeans tara suddenly fell silent as the rest of the group turned their heads on me and i continued you shouldn't body shame someone over jealousy and you shouldn't be proud of being overweight either you know that doesn't help your medical conditions tara stormed away and a few girls followed her to check on her Everyone called me a jerk, saying that I shouldn't make fun of her for being overweight, nor should I bring up her medical conditions in front of someone that doesn't know her that much, Maya. I told them that it's hypocritical that they would scold me about saying that, something that's at least true, but wouldn't say a thing to Tara as she was body shaming Maya. So, am I the jerk? Now, before we tackle that question, first of all, OP's left a bit more information in this comment. Just so you guys know, I've talked so much about weight since that's the topic of this post. I had to explain the situation before telling the story, and I had to let you have a chance to understand why Tara was acting like that. In daily life, I do not concentrate on someone else's weight like this. To be honest, I don't care if you're fat or thin or half-half, as long as you're not a jerk. I did make some other comments to Tara before snapping, but they were too light to make her listen to me. Low blow, Tara stop it, you're taking it too far, etc. Speaking about Maya, she thanked me a lot after the infamous dinner, as the whole time she didn't know how to answer to that comment because she felt like everyone would have judged her. She also felt like everyone was enabling Tara to say and do anything she wanted just because she would play the victim card whenever she needed to and was then sure she would have been excluded by the group if she stood her ground. Also, it seems like Maya had spoken to some other girls from the group about the situation, but they all answered things like, it's Tara, she's like that. Don't worry, at some point she'll get tired of it. And my favorite, well, you know, if we tell her to stop, it might hurt her feelings. She's so fragile. All right, so so far I think it's pretty obvious that OP is not the jerk, but there is another update. This was added just a few days later. Tonight, I went to dinner at one of my friend's houses. Tara and Maya were there too. I knew that, and that's partially why I wrote the first post. As I arrived, I took Tara and went into a separate room with her. I told her I was sorry for what I said, but that I talked out of frustration. I also told her that I think her bullying Maya all the time is not cool at all and that she should apologize. She nodded and said that she totally understood my point of view, but she wasn't going to apologize because this wasn't the occasion. Everything seemed fine between us, even though I wasn't totally happy with her answer, and we went back to the others. Now, literally 20 minutes ago, we had dessert. Do you see where I'm going? As I was eating the first bite of my cake, Tara announced, As OP thinks that I'm fat, I decided to go on a diet, so I'm not having it. I almost choked. Everyone laughed out of embarrassment, not knowing exactly what to do or say. Then Maya turned to her and said, 
Well, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. I'm writing this from the passenger seat of Maya's car. We both left the house because there's been a huge fuss after Maya's comment, and I finally realized that you don't have to hang out with people that you don't like anymore just because you were friends in high school. So thanks, Reddit. Wow, not gonna lie, I did not expect the story to end like that. It feels to me as if you've gotten rid of some old friends who aren't really your mates at all and just gained a new one for life in Maya. Good stuff. Uh, the whole story is pretty nuts. I do agree. Obviously, body shaming is not the one. Um, and you can't have it both ways. Like, yeah, if you've got someone that's overweight and someone that's underweight, or maybe you're not even underweight, just in good shape. It's not right for one of them to body shame the other and then say, oh no, but you can't body shame me back because I'm too fragile. Like, come on. Uh, realistically, if you're going to give it, you've got to be able to take it. Ideally, it wouldn't happen at all, but it does happen. Let's be honest. If you're going to give it, you've got to be able to take it at the other end. Now, the celebrating being overweight or, you know, being happy that you are overweight is a weird one. It's the same sort of thing, right, with these overweight models now. What do you reckon, guys? Get in the comments. It's a very contentious one. I'm not entirely sure where I stand on it. I do think that fitness and health and wellness are extremely important things. And maybe there is an argument to say that people that are overweight and are celebrated for it is a bad thing because there's no doubt that there are health implications to being overweight. Or could you argue that people are overweight just generally and therefore why punish them for that by not representing them in modern culture? I don't know. It's a tough one. What do you think? The one thing that I will say is that it's definitely toxic for your friends to enable Tara in this way to bully someone about their weight, but then not allow it the other way. I mean, look, it shouldn't happen at all. And Tara should have realized pretty quickly that what she was doing was bullying. Simple as that. I found out my best friend has been using my pictures to catfish a guy she's been talking to since 2015. Man, I don't know where to go from here, so I thought I'd go to Reddit. My best friend, we'll call her Maggie, and I met our freshman year of college. We're now roommates and moved in together two years ago. Just FYI, guys, this story was posted in 2020. In 2015, my best friend spent spring break a couple of states away and matched with a guy on Tinder. When she came back to campus, she immediately told me about him and how amazing he was and how they only went out to dinner once. This was obviously a lie, but that they were talking 24-7. I got super excited and asked to see a picture. That was the only picture of him she's ever shown me. Over the past five years, he's literally been her whole world. She talks about him constantly. She always has her nose in her phone. She gets clingy when he takes too long to text back. She's cried to me a few times because she's lurked on his social media and seen he was around other girls. My roommate doesn't have social media herself. I'd asked a few times why they've never met up again and she said they're both too busy and don't have the money for the trip. I even told her that he could stay with us and that would save some money. He sent presents and even flowers on Valentine's Day every year. They've basically been dating this whole time. So yesterday, my roommate picked up a shift at work and was gone. I get a knock on our door and I open it to a guy. He says hi and I give a confused hi? And then he barges in and scoots me up into a hug. He starts saying, I thought you were working. I was hoping your roommate was here so I could surprise you when you got back. And I'm so confused. I immediately get down and back away and let him know I have absolutely no clue what he's talking about. My brain can't even process what's happening. Then he looks confused and says, Maggie? And I'm like, no, that's my roommate. My roommate and I look nothing alike, so I'm even more confused. Then something kind of clicks and I think, oh my God, is this the guy she's been dating? So I say, wait, are you Adam? And he gives me a very slow, yes. And I get excited and say, oh my God, I bet Maggie is going to flip out. I can't believe you're here. His demeanor completely changes. He asks me what I'm talking about. I'm Maggie? And I tell him, no, I'm Summer, Maggie's roommate. At this point, I'm still completely missing something that he's just pieced together. 
He just says, holy frick. And he looks like he doesn't know what to say. Eventually, he asks if he can sit down. I invite him in. He then proceeds to tell me that for the past five years, he's thought he's been talking to me. Every picture he's ever seen of Maggie has actually been pictures of me. I'm completely dumbfounded and we don't know what to say to each other at first. So he gets out his phone and shows me proof. He has tons of pictures of me saved on his phone and went to their messages and showed me proof that she's been sending them to him. I felt and still feel completely sick to my stomach. I get out my phone and show him real pictures of her. I tell him maybe they could just talk when she gets off work and he's so angry at this point. I say maybe we should call her first and let her know he's here. So I do that and she starts flipping out, saying she's not coming home, tells him to leave and that she won't talk to him. He calls her and starts yelling at her over the phone. After everyone calms, she eventually comes home. He's hurt and accusing. She's crying. I'm sitting there awkwardly. She tells him that she's still the same person he's had feelings for and he screams at her. No, I thought I was in love with your roommate. And that completely makes her break down. So I tell him maybe he should leave for the night and everyone should have their own space. He agrees. And after he leaves, she goes completely psychotic on me and starts throwing trash around the living room. Tells me she hates me. I start crying. It's a mess. I left to stay with a friend and haven't been back, so I don't know what's gone down. I feel like I have no idea who the person I'm living with is and I feel weirdly violated. Do I move out? Do I try to call her? She hasn't even texted me. I don't know how to deal with this situation. And without further ado, let's get straight into the updates. Thank you guys for all of your advice and comments. Many saying you've been in mine or Adam's position. It made me feel better. I'm going to go ahead and just post an update because I don't think there'll be more of an outcome than this. I ended up having a phone call with Adam, mostly because I wanted to know about the pictures she sent. Turns out she sent pics of me in my underwear and nudes that aren't actually of me or her. So we're assuming she got those from Google. He feels really bad and is actually having a hard time with all of this. I assured him I don't blame him at all for the underwear pics or anything like that. He ended up telling me that they actually have FaceTimed, but she would never show her face, only the top of her head, her hair, which is dyed a similar color to mine. I never thought anything of this. Now I think it might be really weird. And her excuse was she felt like she looked bad on video, was self-conscious, didn't have makeup on, etc. He said he didn't think it was weird. I don't know. He also told me he's tried a ton of times to arrange visits to me and she's come up with excuses every time. He said that he's been mostly content to talk through text or over the phone up until this point. He also said he's going to try to reach out to her one more time to talk about everything, but that he's moving on. As for me, I'm not sure I can break my lease yet, but I'm going to go ahead and move out and in with a friend until my lease is over. We briefly talked when I went to my apartment and she sort of half apologized, but is still pretty hostile and defensive. So I'm going to give her space. I feel bad for her, but I don't think our friendship is going to survive this whole thing. Anyway, this has been some crazy stuff and I appreciate all of the responses I got. You guys are awesome. And what a way to start today's episode. Five years of using your roommate's pictures to catfish some guy. It's unbelievable. You FaceTimed him. You actually FaceTimed him. It's incredible. The most baffling thing is that I just don't understand what you were ever expecting to happen here. Like, what was the eventual play? You just keep it online forever and have some weird online relationship where you never actually see the guy? I just don't get it. It's so creepy. And after all of that, Maggie is angry at UOP. I mean, she's literally used you as like, I don't know, like a flesh suit for five years. Yet she's angry at you. How weird. Next up, we have a story from r slash am I the jerk? Am I the jerk for telling my soon-to-be mother-in-law that my engagement ring is cursed? I am a 26-year-old woman and I just got engaged. My soon-to-be mother-in-law is a nightmare. We're currently renovating a part of our place and she's been lent a key in the meantime because she keeps coming over uninvited under the guise of helping clean up. 
but really she just likes to snoop and interfere I do a martial arts and take my engagement ring off before class I came home from an afternoon class one day and my engagement ring was not in the jewelry dish that I usually leave it in I asked her about it and she told me that she'd taken it to a jeweler to get it cleaned She looked super smug about it and when I asked which jeweler she pretended she couldn't remember I didn't want to give her the satisfaction of having a reaction to it So I just let it slide for a couple of days. Yeah, that is very weird off the bat A couple of days pass and I ask her about it again and she's super vague Still pretending she can't remember which jeweler and saying she's too busy to go and pick it up anytime soon So I said wow, I really feel for that jeweler. I hope nothing happens to her She asked what I meant and I told her that my superstitious brazilian grandmother had performed some traditional ritual on it That's usually known to curse anyone who takes or handles the ring other than the owner She looked uneasy and asked me a couple more questions about this ritual And I made some story up about how my mother's ring had been taken by a burglar who was crushed by a pillar of cement On his way out of the house I totally made up this entire ritual and I do have a brazilian grandmother But obviously she didn't do some ritual to my ring the next day My fiance told me while I was out that she was there to clean up a bit Lo and behold, I get home, she'd already left, and I find my ring where I'd left it. It didn't look any cleaner than it had before. A week later, I received an abusive call from her saying she'd been in a minor car accident and she was blaming me and my witch doctor grandmother saying she was now cursed for having touched it. I passed the phone to my fiance who tried to calm her down, but she was hysterical. I told my fiance what I told her and he scolded me a bit because we both know how she is and I should have known she'd react this sort of way. It's been a further week since then and she refuses to talk to me and keeps slandering me to my fiance. Overall, he sort of recognizes how ridiculous she's being, but the drama of the situation is making me wonder if the whole curse tale was taking it a bit too far. So, am I the jerk? No, absolutely not. And I really hope that your fiance in this update is going to do something about his mother. Let's see what happens. Update. I really did not expect this sort of response to this post. Thank you all so much for the awards. My fiance and I have had a big chat and he's admitted that he has to step up when it comes to his mother. Good. He retrieved her key an hour ago and he told her not to worry about the curse because it would have no effect on anyone who touched it without malicious intent. Big thank you to the commenters who suggested that absolutely gold approach. Okay, first of all, good on your fiance. Second of all, that is a genius idea from a Reddit commenter. If you think about it, if OP had just said, yeah, it was all kind of a ruse to get you to give me my ring back as I knew you had it the whole time and you knew where it was, etc., etc., then that relationship would have gone completely downhill. And who knows, she may well have stolen even more stuff from you in the future that you just don't want to have stolen by your mother-in-law. But by keeping that curse ritual thing alive as a meme, if anything, thing even though obviously it's not real that is going to make sure that she doesn't do anything like this in the future and she still believes it so you got your ring back she's not going to do anything like that in the coming future all good a very harmless white lie that has served you very well and will continue to do so i hope now before we get into our next story i have a very special announcement for you after an insane amount of demand from you guys i'm delighted to say that i've released some limited edition not today karen merch picture this you're out and about in the streets and a wild karen appears and starts confronting you what do you do well normally you have to talk to a witch like this however get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it laugh and walk away how easy is that the link is down in the description if you like what you see go ahead check the stuff out i think they'd make a great christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself as always it's official stuff from the very best supplier so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel with that being said let's carry on all right now for our last post of this episode now this one is wow how do i describe this interesting to say the least my married next door neighbor is cheating on her husband with at least two different guys during the day while he's at work 
what would you do me and my boyfriend moved into our place almost three years ago and sometime last year a new couple in their mid-30s moved in directly next door terrace two level houses so we share a wall we both have two upstairs bedrooms and it quickly became apparent that they chose the room that shares a wall with our bedroom as we would often hear them having sex at night no prawn star level moaning or anything like that but you can easily make out the movement of the bed and slapping of flesh on flesh so enough to be a distraction we both found it funny at first but often they'd be at it in the very early hours of the morning especially at weekends and often multiple times back to back with breaks between it really started to interrupt our sleeping so we decided just to move rooms and now our old bedroom is my work from home office while they were both working from home and i was in my new office room i'd still hear them at it during the day every now and then but i just put on my headphones and try and ignore it no big deal and good on them for having such an active sex life once the husband went back to office working i was no longer having to reach for my headphones nearly as often so i thought that that would be the end of it a few weeks after him going back to work however the midday sex noises started up again even more enthusiastic and frequent than before which was odd as her husband's car was not parked outside i also noticed a pattern of hearing their doorbell go shortly before the sex started and after going full nosy neighbor mode and peeking through our blinds almost every day i noticed that a guy was parking his van just up the road popping in next door for an hour of fun then heading back out not only that but i've even spotted a different guy turning up every now and then i've been cheated on before albeit in a much more casual relationship when i was younger and i think it's one of the most disrespectful and hurtful things that someone can do to another person it makes me so sad for her husband and hearing her go at it with these guys on an almost daily basis is getting me increasingly annoyed and angry my boyfriend says i just need to ignore it and it's not worth getting caught up in these things now i kind of agree but i do almost feel like making some kind of anonymous tip off to let her husband know somehow so what do you guys think p.s she was already halfway through her second round with one of the guys this afternoon when i started typing this oh god just compound matters now before we get into the update first of all get your comments in down below if you are on youtube i want to know what you think and here are my thoughts i completely agree with everything that op said and yes technically it is none of your business it's not your relationship but if you were the husband would you want to know obviously you would therefore you got to tell him do it anonymously do it in person I don't care. You just have to let the bloke know because it's so unfair on him for all this to be going on behind his back and him not to know. Like, whose side are you on here? Do you want to tell the husband and at least he knows? Otherwise, he's just going to be getting cheated on behind his back forever. Or do you want to not say and therefore protect his wife who is doing this behind his back every single day? Nah, you gotta let him know. So first of all, Opie has replied to some of the comments suggesting things to do. Thanks for the wide range of replies, everyone. For those saying mind my own business, I get that to an extent, but it kind of becomes my business when it's distracting me from work on a daily basis. Yeah, good point. There's been a few times I've had calls while it's been going on, and I just have to pray that the noise cancelling from my mic is doing its job and be extra quick on the mute button when I'm not talking. A lot are saying to separate the two issues, which seems like good advice. After all, it's the noise that's impacting me personally. Even if it were her and her husband, that would still be a major annoyance for me. In fact, even though we've moved rooms, we can still hear them most nights and often early morning too. I honestly don't know how she can manage so much. Admittedly, the cheating aspects, assuming it's not some kind of open relationship thing they have going on, which seems unlikely, but yes, I suppose it is possible, is adding to my emotional response for sure. 
But ultimately, that is between them, not me. And yeah, I do agree with that, guys. But I don't know. Me in that situation, I'd literally have to say. As much as I empathize with the husband, again, assuming he's unaware, I do agree with a lot of the comments here that it's not my place to out her. And it's not worth being in any way involved with the potential fallouts. My boyfriend also shares this view. Yeah, maybe. But it's also quite cowardly, in my opinion. Reporting it to the council or the police just doesn't seem like an option. I mean, it is, but it would be obvious it was us who complained and neither of us want to go down that path. No, I agree with that. I think I will have to try to pluck up the courage and maybe try to bring it up casually the next time i see her on her own and hope for the best on the bright side their neighbor on the other side is an older guy who is practically deaf so if they at least swap rooms like we did there's less chance of the other neighbor hearing them at it so here is the update that you've all actually been waiting for well turns out there was a twist after all after all my moaning my boyfriend got talking to the guy at the back over the weekend and as sensitively and politely as possible brought up the subject of the noise and well long story short they are adult content creators obviously he never mentioned anything about the guys showing up but we think it's probably safe to assume he's well aware the husband was also very apologetic and admitted they were both worried about noise but figured it must not be that bad as we'd never mentioned anything all this time and that they tend not to hear much from us it turns out the wife is now doing this as her main job and quit her previous job months ago and they already plan on turning their spare room into her studio which if it happens should mean much less noise for us kudos to all of you that called me out for being so presumptuous that she was cheating lesson learned not to jump to conclusions wow there we go i mean look if you're in the comments right now and you'd already commented that you thought they worked in the industry or were you know adult content creators then fair play i hold my hands up i for one did not see that coming i've got to be honest though i disagree with the last point there's nothing wrong with being presumptuous about someone cheating again think about it what's the worst that could happen if you were to say that oh he's not cheating we're adult content creators i get why you might have thought that Okay, no worries. All good. That's the end of the conversation. Or he is actually being cheated on. Oh, I didn't realize that I've been cheating on behind my back for five years. I might have to divorce my wife now. Uh, again, thank you for telling me. Like, in my opinion, there are no bad repercussions here for saying, by the way, very noisy over there. Just to let you know. Don't know if you know what's going on. Simple as the hat. You know what's crazy? If we go back to the beginning, the first original post, OP says, no prawn star level moaning or anything like that. Wow. Uh, if only you knew. If only you knew. I just caught my girlfriend in bed with my dad. So to start, I am a 22-year-old man and I've been with my soon-to-be ex-girlfriend Kate, who is 21, for just shy of three years. Our relationship throughout the three years has been amazing. She'd always been kind and supportive and very open and honest with me. We had dates often. Our lovemaking life was great. We had very few arguments. But when we did get into a disagreement, we managed to communicate and come to an understanding before long. I believed our relationship to be healthy and loving, but apparently I was wrong. On to the story. About a week ago, I had started to notice that Kate was becoming very touchy about me being on or around her phone. Now, this was odd to me because not only had she always let me use her phone to make calls if mine was flat or if I didn't have immediate access to mine, but she'd also downloaded games for me to play on her phone so that she could distract me when she wanted to watch her shows. Kate began snapping at me for asking to borrow her phone or snatching it out of my hand if I was so much as moving it away from the edge of the counter so it wouldn't fall. And whenever I questioned her behavior, she brushed it off and explained she was just in a bad mood. Her constant dismissal of my noticeable confusion began to annoy me. So I asked if she was hiding anything from me, which led to an argument about her saying I was accusing her of infidelity and not trusting her. 
and then she began to try and get physical with me in which case I shut the argument down and told her to sleep in the guest bedroom She was very angry about it, but I told her we would talk about it in the morning When we did talk about it, she apologized for her behavior and gave me her phone I told her I trusted her and I didn't need to go through her and to be frank I did trust her and I believed her outburst to be due to the ongoing stress at work Which was clearly stupid of me the next day. I noticed she got on a missed call from my father I'd never known my father to like kate or even have her contact at that In fact, I was convinced they both disliked each other at any and every family event They'd often argue or make snarky remarks at one another until we'd have to leave due to the tense atmosphere they'd created So I decided to ask kate why my father had called her She physically froze and mumbled an excuse about it being my birthday soon and he'd planned something But my father and I were never very close. So I didn't understand why he would But I played it off and decided to go about my day Then the following night I texted her explaining that I had a late shift and i'd be back at around 10 p.m Latest but we ended up being dismissed early due to an incident regarding our manager and a few staff And so I was heading home by 7 p.m I tried calling her but she had her phone off So I assumed it had gone flat or she turned it off which she does often at home when I made it home I noticed my father's car two houses down from ours And so I tried calling him but his phone was also turned off which I found odd. My mother likes his phone to be on so she can call him when she needs him. She's handicapped. I assume my mother was with him, so I opened the door quietly to surprise her as I haven't seen her in a while. And I was met with the sight of my girlfriend bent over the kitchen counter with my father behind her. They both froze and started profusely yelling and telling me it wasn't what it looked like and that they could explain. But I shut and locked the door from the outside, deadbolt, and made my way to a friend's house. Since then, they've both been blowing up my phone, apologizing and begging me not to say anything to anyone. And quite frankly, I'm just disgusted. Disgusted in my father, who is turning 60 next month and has my mother to take care of. And disgusted in Kate, who is getting railed by my father for who knows how long. I honestly just want to throw up and set them both on fire. But I'm most worried about how my mother will take the situation, as she's very dependent on my father and adores him. How shall I go about this? I don't need closure or to confront them. I don't want to know how their gross relationship started or how long it's been going on for I just need advice on how to approach the situation without causing a bigger mess than there is Any advice is welcome. Well, op i'm not even gonna bother trying to sugarcoat this one This is just horrific and i'm not even entirely sure that there's anything you can do Uh, ultimately You've just walked in on one of the most distressing things I can possibly imagine and my immediate reaction is just to say that is awful Cut them both off now The good news guys is that we do actually have an update to this story posted by op two weeks later without further ado Let's see what happened next and let's see what op decided to do So then as per someone's advice I asked my mother to lunch and after some small talk informed her of the situation She was understandably upset and in denial about the situation as my father had spoken to her prior about me still holding a grudge A story for another time and that I would be likely to come up with a lie to turn her against him for revenge But after showing her the messages that they'd sent afterwards She was distraught and visibly angry about the ordeal And i've just realized that I completely forgot to even think about the mum in my commentary there Oh, wow. I then asked her if she would be comfortable with me sending an email to our relevant family members and kate's parents and siblings And while she was a little reluctant about it She said that she didn't want the backlash from his family for leaving him So I then did just that I sent an email explaining the situation and that my mother and I would be going no contact with both kate and my father 
and low contact with anyone who gave either of us any grief for our decision now mum is staying with her older sister while i'm with a close mate until we can figure out a stable living situation for us both so that is the mum update the person that i completely forgot to even mention now onto the actual updates after that email was sent there was radio silence for a day or two before both my mother and i were bombarded with a mix of messages that are just summarized in small paragraphs kate's parents were evidently enraged that i accused their daughter of such a thing and that they would be suing me for defamation on their daughter's behalf i then took the liberty of sending them the screenshots from both kate's and my father's messages and they left me on scene for a couple of days before replying to me and informing me that while they wouldn't sue me they would appreciate if i kept the situation under wraps wow that is tough to take from their perspective my father was the first to message my mother attempted to convince her that i staged the messages and that i was being petty and lying and when she wouldn't believe him he accused her of cheating on him and trying to find a way out of their marriage which evidently isn't possible for my mother as she has trouble getting from place to place on her own. He then apologized and told her he was just frustrated and asked to see her. And when she declined again, accused her of cheating and staying with her lover while abandoning him. This man is unbelievable. My maternal grandparents and paternal grandparents had very different messages and not in the way I thought they would. My paternal grandparents apologized for their son's behavior and told my mother that if she needed support in the future, they were available and informed her that they would be disowning and going no contact with my father my maternal grandparents however despite being the people that raised my mum, told her that due to her injury and not being able to fulfill her husband's needs it was only right of him to look elsewhere for fulfillment and while they understood that it was wrong because it was my partner kate was available for him and my mother should forgive him and move on they also made a point to state that my mother needs my father more than he needs her kate's two older sisters reached out and thanked me for telling them and informed us that if we my mother and i need any assistance in the future in regards to my mother's health as one is an elderly caretaker and the other is a physiotherapist that they were willing to help my mother and i gave ourselves a few days to get through all the messages and phone calls and block my maternal grandparents as well as my father my mother didn't already have him blocked i contacted my landlord and real estate agent and informed them briefly of the situation that i was no longer living on the premises and that i would like to have my name taken off the lease luckily our lease was being renewed in that coming week and the next day they contacted kate to inform her that i had taken my name off the lease for the following month and in the next week if she was unable to take on my portion of rent she'd have three months to vacate the property i don't know how she reacted but i could tell it wasn't overly ecstatic as her parents contacted me and asked if despite everything i would be willing to pay for her rent just for this month because she doesn't have the money for it at the moment obviously i declined and told them i no longer have anything to do with her anymore they then informed me that she was pregnant with my child and needed assistance from the father of her baby and that this would be a last goodbye i then laughed and told them i most definitely wasn't the father of that baby if she was pregnant and if she needed the assistance from her baby daddy to contact my father then i hung up and blocked them what have i just read on a brighter note my mother and i have just put a down payment on a house together and are looking into hiring a caregiver to help my mother for when i have work or trips out of states my father has attempted to call both of us from multiple phone numbers and had numerous family members try to persuade my mother into meeting up with him to chat and as a result my mother and i have gotten a new phone number to avoid this mess i also happen to hear from a mate that kate is trying to hire a lawyer so that she can get child support money from me But apparently, because she has no proof that I'm a father and refuses to take a DNA test of the baby, she hasn't had any luck. Well, 
that is where that story ends. What? 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 What the f I just read? What the f I just read, guys? Uh, sorry for swearing, but you know, I don't really know what just happened. What? What is that? Sometimes you just gotta laugh at these sort of posts because wow, astonished beyond belief, crazy. So you're telling me, right? That OP now has no idea whether he is a father or a stepbrother to a child that is his dad's and his ex-girlfriend's. What? What is life? What is life? Again, like, maybe it's a bit crude to be laughing at this or smirking, as I am doing. I know I'm doing it, but what else can you do in this sort of situation? OP, if you do happen to be watching and listening, then, you know, it's a tough spot, man. And I feel for you, I really do. But for me, as someone that's just reading this off the internet, wow, what a story. Anyway, let's move on to another one. My husband's browser history shattered my heart. I will try to make this as short as possible. It's a lot to unpack, but there is some backstory that's important. We've been married for nine years and have two little kids. Our relationship has had its ups and downs throughout the years, but nothing terrible that we couldn't pull through. Mostly pure exhaustion from hard pregnancies, disconnection and lack of sex because of said difficult pregnancies and a super difficult infant who didn't sleep for two years. Bankruptcy, a job he hated. Yeah, it's been a little tough. But we're each other's person, you know? Like, I love this man to the ends of the earth. So when I tell you, what I saw on his browser history not only shattered my heart, but I could literally feel parts of my soul dying. Here we go. About a year ago, my husband and I had a huge heart-to-heart talk about reconnecting and wanted to get back to a new normal after kids. So we started really making us a priority, rebuilding our relationship and sharing our most intimate feelings. My husband opened up to me about his desire to give a man oral, that he isn't attracted to men, but he is attracted to male genitals. Now, I have no problem with this. In fact, I felt this overwhelming sense of attraction to him in that moment. I loved how vulnerable and honest he felt like he could be with me. It was special. So we talked more and more about what that situation would look like, etc. We both agreed on our boundaries and our number one rule, no matter what, is to always do anything sexual together. So we found a safe avenue to meet like-minded couples. We had one experience and it was great, but was uncontrollably cut short. So we've opened our minds to the possibility of trying to find a male friend. In the meantime, my husband gets a new job and is starting to travel. Fast forward three months after our last and only experience, and my husband gets the news that he'll be traveling to Europe for 10 days. The weeks leading up to this trip, he was so distracted with what I thought was travel plans, bookings, ordering things he needed for his trip. I give him grace because he's never been to Europe and I know he's excited. Fast forward to the night before he leaves. We're laying in bed, cuddling, about to love on each other, and out of the blue, he asked me, If I met a man in Europe, would you be okay with me doing stuff with him? My heart sank to my stomach. My throat closed up and all I could squeak out was no. I could tell that he was disappointed in my response and he said, I don't want you to worry. I just needed to ask and now I know. I couldn't talk. I just cried myself to sleep. He woke up before me that morning and sent a long apologizing text to me to read when I woke up, telling me not to worry. I said no and that is that. I just found this whole situation so, so odd and so random. Like, what? And then he asked me the night before he leaves? So I tell him that I'm super uncomfortable and I'm worried because he's leaving for 10 days and we can't unpack this together the way we need to. He literally leaves like two hours later. Every single internal alarm is going off. Red flags are waving in the wind. And I looked. I looked at his browser history and it broke my spirits. 
According to his history, two days after he found out he'd be traveling, he created a sex dating profile for this particular area. Then he deleted his profile the morning after he asked me the question. Then reactivated the account the moment he got to the airport. His profile read, seeking couples or a single male to show him around, have a few drinks, and if things go well, maybe some guy-on-guy playtime. Heart shattered. Then I see that he spent hours researching happy ending massages, sex clubs, BDSM clubs, glory holes, and escorts. All female escorts. He researched pricing and location proximity to his hotel room. As far as I'm able to tell, nothing happened with anyone from the sex site, but it wasn't because of his lack of effort. He was trying real hard, but I have very little confidence in saying that I doubt something happened at all. Whether it was a strip club, which he can go to, but it has to be with me, that's one of our rules, or a sex club or a happy ending massage, I've looked at our finances, and if anything did happen, he paid cash or has a card I don't know about. So I'm just here, staring at our little kids, heartbroken and hiding it from the world. I don't want our marriage to end, but I feel like this is going to be a very painful process. And I just want to be the best mum to our kids. And doing that while mending a broken heart is just the hardest thing I've tried to do. I don't know how to tell him that I know. I also know now that he researches these things everywhere he travels and is most likely visiting a strip club twice a month when he's gone. I'll never understand hurting someone you love, even if you think they won't find out. Sigh. About two days after my initial post, I had a dream that I had a heart attack because of all this stress and I decided that enough was enough. I hugged him this morning and told him that we needed to talk about something tonight after the kids were in bed. So he had to think about it all day and I had more time to prepare my words. At around 8pm when the house was silent, I asked if he had anything that he wanted to tell me and that this was his one and only chance to come clean to me about anything he'd done that would hurt me. He confessed to going to a strip club in the town he has to travel to often, not Europe. I just looked at him and said, keep going. He kind of stumbled with words and looked confused and slightly panicked. So I said, here, let me just hand you my phone. I handed him my phone and on the screen, I'd pulled up my Reddit post. I said, it's probably better for you to read it because I don't know if I can get the words out properly. He read everything and some of the comments. He immediately apologized for everything. He said he visited one strip club and one sex club while in Europe. He said he walked in, got grossed out and walked out of the sex club but stayed at the strip club for a few drinks. I just let him talk and I cried and cried, hoping I could get it all out so I would be able to utter the words, I don't believe you. Those words came out of my mouth at a volume and intensity I don't know that I've ever felt before. I don't believe you came barreling through the tears and then the anger here. For the first time in our relationship, I don't believe you. That sentence took both of our breaths away. I could see the feeling of failure and remorse on his face. I asked, why? Like, I need an effing answer as to why you felt the need or desire to do this. Even though I do believe he didn't actually physically do anything with anyone. He reassured me a hundred times. Am I dumb for believing that? Maybe, but my gut has been pretty spot on, so I'm following it on this. He told me, just like a lot of you have said in the comments, that the app, the research of escorts, was just another more real feeling version of prawn. That he absolutely could have done things with people there, but never ever had a plan to go through with anything. Because I said no to his request about hooking up with someone in Europe if he met the right person, he said instead he just looked and did things with himself to the thought of knowing he basically could buy a good time anytime he wanted with these people and that it's legal. I wanted to punch him. I didn't. As I balled my fists, I screamed, 
Grow up. You're a husband, a father, a son, a brother. You have a life so many people can't even dream about. You have a wife right in front of you willing to go above and beyond for this relationship and your sexual curiosities. And what do you do? Focus all of your time and energy on strangers on the internet. Shatter my trust for you. Blasted through a boundary that was set about solo visits to strip clubs because you felt like that was the lesser of the evils and you've put so much time and effort into this research, you might as well reward yourself for not hooking up with escorts in Europe. He really didn't have much to say as I paused for a breath. Other than, you're right, I've been awful and I don't know what to say to make you believe that I wouldn't harm our family. I wouldn't harm your health by being with any of those people that I researched. I hope you know I know how lucky I am and I don't know why I can't control myself. I told him that I absolutely believe that he has a prawn addiction that has now turned extremely dangerous for us as a couple and family. He agreed. Without defense, he agreed to everything I said. We're gonna start counseling together and singularly. There's so much more to say, but I'm tired. This has been so taxing and I'm just getting through it. I know I'm going to get so much heck for staying with him. I've made it perfectly clear that this is it. My words to him were, if you mess up, the kids and I are out. I told him that I had to sit down and imagine a completely new life with the kids. I've had to endure that heartache of imagining our lives moving on without him. I've already calloused my heart to the thoughts, which should scare the heck out of him. But also know this, I said, I will not go down silently. This is your chance to be a better man right here, right now. He's been amazing to us since then. He's owned up to his word and kept his promises so far. He's been communicating with me about so many things. He's decreased his prawn habits by probably 90%. He's dating me again and playing with the kids more. I feel like I'm seeing the person I married again, but I'm also so scared that when this honeymoon phase ends, what's next? Ugh, people, just don't hurt your person. Make life beautiful and just love them with all you've got. Now, that update was posted on r slash true off my chest literally two weeks ago to the day, which, to be honest, guys, I don't want to say this, but it makes me a little bit worried because it's literally only been five weeks since he was called out in the first place, since this entire thing started. It's three weeks between the first post and the update, and that is, as OP says, clearly the honeymoon phase. Like, ideally, you're going to be with this man for life, right? You've been with him nine years. You don't want to just see this behavior lasting for a couple of weeks a couple of months hey even a couple of years and then he slowly regresses back into what he was doing there's a reason why he was doing that in the first place i would suggest that unless you really do get some great therapy and he really wants to change his ways there's a pretty high chance that he'll fall back into that same sort of behavior i don't know maybe that's a bit harsh to say but that is my initial inclination i've got to be honest if anything you could say that maybe these days he's just better at clearing his history he's going to become more secretive it's a massive thing to do all the stuff that he said like if you get what i'm saying the sort of stuff that he's doing is at such a level that he's not just gonna be able to completely go oh yeah that was wrong i'm not gonna do that anymore like that was a big part of his life clearly and he had big desires to do this sort of stuff the sense is about it being legal and him being like oh this is so fun if i really wanted to i could just do this is mental like where's the trust there I don't know. Just be careful is all I'll say. My boyfriend gave away my Hamilton tickets. Am I being selfish for just wanting to break up over this? I'm writing this on a throwaway account because while I'm fairly sure that he and his family doesn't have Reddit, I would rather be safe than sorry. Backstory. My mum is genuinely one of the funniest, kindest, sweetest people I've ever met. And I'm genuinely lucky to have been her daughter. She had me fairly young, raised me by myself. And while we were pretty poor growing up, she did her dangdest to make sure that I got a good education and had everything I needed as a kid. One of the
the things we share is a love of the theater She would save up and take me to all the musicals that stopped on tour in our town And while we were always in the cheap seats, it was always something we both greatly looked forward to These memories of going to the theater with my mum are very precious to me And it's one of the main factors as to why I work in the entertainment industry today corporate side i have a horrendous singing voice so then fast forward to today like most theater nerds my mum and i are basically obsessed with hamilton and for those of you who aren't really familiar with it this show is basically impossible to get tickets for at this point unless you want to see it in january of next year i'm lucky enough to be in a financial position with my job that i could afford tickets for a show in july for me and my mum. these are amazing seats fifth row center and through some type of divine intervention i managed to snag tickets for the night that lynn manuel miranda's the creator lead in hamilton gave her final performance i surprised my mum with these tickets back in december i bought them in october i think for christmas i'm making a whole week of it i put us up in a really nice hotel i made reservations at a bunch of restaurants that we both want to try and we're gonna do a bunch of touristy stuff in general plus try and see if we can fit in at least one other show before we leave We are both incredibly excited for this. My mum even has a little Hamilton countdown that she's doing on a mini chalkboard she uses as a planner. She sends me pics every day when she changes them. It's cute. In January, I began dating this guy that I'll refer to as Josh. We were casual and not exclusive for a while, but became serious within the last two months. He also works in the corporate side of entertainment, but at a different agency than I do. He also has a higher position than me and makes a lot more money than I do. This becomes important. We met at an industry event and we hit it off instantly. I thought I could get really serious about this guy. And up to this point, there have been no red flags that I've seen. Although to be honest, right now I'm sifting through all my memories to see if there's something I missed. He also comes from a much wealthier family than I do. Josh has a younger sister that I'll call Jennifer. She's 17. That's kind of going through a big troubled teen phase. She cuts class, smokes, and is really disrespectful to her parents. I've only met her once, but as far as I know, she's not doing anything too bad. She's just kind of a sad kid and could really benefit from some therapy. I floated this by Josh, but he said his parents are kind of disdainful of therapy in general. Josh says they can't reach out to her no matter what they do, and they've tried everything except trying to get her to a counselor, but whatever. All right then, actual problem time. Sunday night, I was at my place with Josh. We were drinking wine and cuddling while watching the Tonys, the theater awards show my mum was texting me during the hamilton performance and geeking out about how excited she was i laughed and showed my mum's text to josh because i thought it was so adorable and he didn't say anything off but he was acting kind of strange afterwards he asked me what date the show we were going to was i told him and then he went into the other room to take a phone call I thought nothing of it because we both have to take random phone calls like that for our jobs all the time and he's going through kind of a tough time at his he was in an unusually good mood afterwards and said he had to go home early because he had to sign some forms at the office early tomorrow before we met up to get brunch with his parents later that day again that's nothing too unusual and pretty common with the both of us all right then next day he picks me up at work for the brunch with his parents and again he's in an unusually good mood I ask what's up and he says vaguely that things are going well at the office and this deal he's trying to make is finally going through i don't really press for info because we both try to avoid work topics partially due to work stuff being fairly banal and partially because we both have to sign some pretty gnarly ndas a lot of the time and this is only my second ever time meeting his parents so i'm still a bit nervous about brunch we get to the brunch place and the first thing his mum does when she sees me is give me a huge warm hug and profoundly thanks me for my kindness Her dad also gives me a huge handshake and thanks me for helping out with Jen. I'm kind of what the effing because I've got no clue what they're talking about. 
I ask what she means and she says for giving her the hamilton tickets I turn around to josh and he just has this big grin on his face guys that time My boyfriend was away talking on the phone for business. He was actually on the phone with jen Promising that I would give her my hamilton tickets. I was so thrown off by this that I kind of not very tactfully I admit say how I had no clue about this Josh looks fuming and his parents are equally thrown off But instead of getting mad at josh his mum just says well, you can still give them to her though, right? And they all look at me like i'm supposed to just agree with this And I try to explain that the trip is actually for me and my mum, and how important this is to my mum. All three of them start going on about how jen is super excited about this and that this is the first time that she's not been mad Or expressed happiness to them in a while And that's how the next half hour goes basically until the parents leave mad and the dad calls me a selfish cow i'm so flabbergasted that i just sort of put up with it but i could barely get in a word josh and i go outside the brunch place and he starts screaming at me about my selfishness and how jen is going through a much harder time than they thought he wasn't very clear on this so i'm not quite sure what he meant and that i'm being childish because it's just a musical now i hate having arguments in public also this is one of my favorite brunch spots and i wanted to be able to come back without being embarrassed so i really wasn't engaging he eventually called me the c word what the heck and then left in his car which is awkward as heck because it was valet parking so he was just kind of stewing by the valet stand while i was waiting for my uber later that night i texted him saying while i wasn't giving up my tickets there are still some available on that date however they cost about two and a half thousand dollars due to ticket scalpers jacking up the price believe me this is not a problem for either the parents or my boyfriend he literally bought a three thousand dollar watch for funsies last week The only response I got was that that was an exorbitant fee. I agree, but that's not the point. That he refuses to pay and he didn't understand why I couldn't just give the tickets to Jen. I also got texts from both his parents pleading with me to get the tickets. And also they forwarded an email to me that Jen sent to Josh and her parents for thanking them for the surprise. Apparently she's also obsessed with Hamilton and this is making her year. Also, we live in LA. Do they also expect me to give up my plane ticket and hotel? Like what is their game plan here? Look, I completely understand wanting to help out with Jen and I feel really bad that apparently her family is filled with weirdos But this has all been so baffling and the entitled behavior they displayed is a massive turnoff I am not giving up these tickets. Is that selfish? But I also kind of want to cut my losses here The attitude josh displayed towards me outside of the brunch place was very unpleasant to say the least And he knows how disrespectful I find being called a c-word So i'm of half a mind to just break up with him He knew I had these tickets for a while and I don't get why he decided to do this now at all But should I contact jen and explain it all? I just saw that she made a really excited post on facebook about it I'm not friends with her, but I am friends with my boyfriend and he liked her post I would straight up buy the ticket for her But frankly, I can't afford those prices as i'm saving up for the new york city trip for my mum. So how do I move forward? Well, no doubt about it My commentary here will probably be pretty short and decisive. You've just got to get rid of the bloke It's a no-brainer. Are you mad? I'm just really happy having read the title and having gone to see hamilton myself just last year It's a great show that you didn't give them away because for a second there I really thought you were gonna cave in and give them to your boyfriend's sister Now listen, i'm not saying that wouldn't have been a lovely thing to do because of course it would have been But they are your tickets and therefore it's your decision And also if you were to give them to your boyfriend's sister You'd be taking away joy from your own mother and also you of course too, which would make no real sense And as for your boyfriend and his parents. Yeah, it's the biggest red flag of the century like get him gone 
Anyway, as I said in the intro, we actually get to find out what happens next because this is best of Redditor updates. And are you ready for the update? Well, here it is. Pretty short and um, pretty conclusive as I really hoped it would be. Yeah, I'm typing up an email dumping him right now. There we go. That's the good news. Normally, I think it's better to meet up IRL for things like this, but his behavior both during and outside brunch was scary, and I would prefer not to be alone with him right now. Maybe that's paranoid, but better safe than sorry. No, that's completely your decision. If that's how you feel, then that is how you feel. I think this is one of those situations where everything was so crazy, and they were acting like this is totally normal behavior that I thought I was the insane one. Wow. I mean, you're not wrong. You were getting gaslit into thinking it was your duty to give your tickets up to someone that you barely even know. Like, you haven't even been going out that long, and it's his sister. Mental. I don't understand why he was keeping it a secret and then just put it on you at brunch with his parents. Ugh, horrible man. Horrible family. Let's keep it at that. Okay, then, now moving on to our next post from Best of Redditor Updates. I handed him divorce papers today over his Reddit account and a bag of chips. Obviously, it goes without saying it wasn't just the bag of chips, but hot Cheetos were my breaking points. I couldn't take it anymore. I had already had the terms of separation drawn up six months ago when, during a heated argument, he said, We don't have kids. You should be thankful it's only me you clean up after. I kept hearing it in my head thankful for cleaning up behind a grown man 10 years older than me he apologized the next day in detail and told me why what he said was wrong and that he doesn't believe it but maybe it's just out of my character but i don't think the things you say in those moments are just hurtful words there's always a little bit of truth in them i completely agree and then i found his reddit account a few days ago i accidentally saw the username when he showed me a screenshot i tried but not really not to memorize it and it took me two days to get the courage to look in between the comments on nsfw subreddits were complaints about me and posts about me too one post he'd been ripped to shreds and told he was a piece of trash reading those comments made me realize i was nothing but a freaking idiot to think that love can fix things i was 20 when i met him and he was 35 I thought people were being dramatic or annoying about our age gap because my single father who raised me didn't have an issue. But then I realized he was just the same type of freaking creep. It was almost like my father pre-groomed me to accept certain behavior to make it easier for the other men in my life. Okay, look, I'm getting off topic, but I came home early today after a rough day at work, finding out that my direct reporting manager had been killed by her husband. Then I walked in the door to see my lazy, filthy one. I told him what happened to her. I started to cry, but he didn't console me. He said, we don't know what made him do that. Let's wish both of them luck and move on with our day. Wish her luck? The freaking dead lady? I tried to convince myself he just didn't pay attention. That soothed me for about an hour until I was in the middle of making dinner and he complained that it was already 6.45. I told him he shouldn't be that hungry yet. He just ate half a bag of chips and left them on the table. So instead of A, helping me finish dinner, B, apologizing and waiting silently and patiently, C, finishing the bag of chips, or D, just laughing it off, He threw the bag of chips at me. Seven years together, four married, and he's never done anything that downright rude because low self-esteem aside, that's something that won't fly with me either way. The chips landed all over the floor that I just mopped and swept. Whatever glare I gave him, it was enough to make him grab the broom in 30 seconds. It wasn't enough to make him at least check that it was all swept up and vacuumed after though. So when I finished dinner and brought our plates to the dinner table, I was thinking, wow, I really spoil him. The entire time we've dated, I've always made his plates and brought them right to him. No one's ever done that for me. And I stepped on a chip. It didn't hurt or anything, but I screamed. 
I'm not sure why I just couldn't take it anymore So I ran to the home office and came back out with the papers and pen I put them in front of his dinner plate and walked out while he was yelling my name I'm killing a burger and fries in my car right now and realizing I have to start all over My life is done. My love for him is too. I hope I don't cave. I hope I don't let him convince me. I hope if I start to change my mind, I come back and read this post so that I understand this is not a heated decision. This is something I need to do if I ever want anything like a real freaking life. Okay then, so that is the initial post. But before we get into the update, there are some very interesting comments, which I just want to read as you can see on screen. So somebody said, not to mention if he knows he can treat you however he wants, what is to stop him from doing exactly what your boss's husband did to her? A horrible question, but a fair one. OP replies, this is all I could really think about. If dinner is late one day, will he hurt me? He's never actually hit me, but sometimes he makes that weird jump motion and balls up his fist during arguments. I just couldn't believe he had zero empathy for a woman who was hurt by someone she trusted and shared her life with. I saw her on Monday and never would have thought this could happen. I feel like I'm glossing over the fact that your boss was killed by her husband and your husband just says yeah but he might have been thinking some weird things at the time like there might be a motive for it what i mean if it isn't completely obvious already it's clear that you need to get rid of this man you do need to divorce him and i hope as we get into the update that you do do that and then here we have a reply from op to a heartfelt comment from a woman who went through a similar experience and op says i'm genuinely so happy to hear that things got better for you it feels almost like hopefully future me writes to current me especially regarding bodies. I didn't include it, but the reason the burger and fries were so rewarding is that he always persuaded me not to eat because I'd get fat and he wouldn't love me anymore. This guy, uh, controlling as well as all the other stuff? Are you joking? All right, anyway, let's carry on. So even if I asked for a burger, he would order a grilled chicken sandwich or something. So literally manipulating you and controlling what you eat. Wow. Thank you sincerely for your words. Seeing these and other comments from women who went through the same is helping me so much right now. Okay, there we go. Those are some comments. Now, I'm really hoping that the update is what we all want and she's going to get rid of this man, please. All right, so this was posted just the next day. Okay, yeah, I wasn't expecting this sort of reaction. I didn't even log back on Reddit and see all of the replies. I was actually scrolling on TikTok and saw my own post on my FYP, which is really weird. The algorithm is algorithming, I guess. A bit scary. I really do appreciate though the support and kind messages. I don't appreciate the weird men using this as a time to hit on me and send me selfies when I'm obviously in a weak moment. Guess I'm a loser magnet or something. Guys, sorry, what? Who is doing that? And also, um, yeah, really sorry, OP, for sending you that selfie. I just thought you might like me, you know? Okay, look, I probably shouldn't be making jokes. But anyway, look, crazy part is this courage started growing when I saw someone's wife strike on TikTok soon after downloading the app during lockdown. Then I read the comments and found some sort of solidarity and finally realized that I wasn't the problem. I really was just posting it so I could leave for good this time. I'm sorry that my post isn't very concise or thorough, but this isn't the first time that I've left him. It is the fourth, but it's the one for good. I'm done. I've been saving money since I left the first time two years ago. I'm not chat with him anymore. When I left the second time, I knew that being a housewife would never give me leverage in our relationship. So I got a job. Back then, it was just to even the playing field and show him I can earn my keep. Now it's literally my saving grace. Half our relationship was built on lies. He told me he was eight years older at first, then 10, then the truth of it being 15 came out that I've always tried to get over because people deserve forgiveness, according to my dad the only person I ever went to besides Reddit about advice. 
I just want to know what peace is like in my own home I went straight from living with my dad to living with my boyfriend current husband I can comfortably take blame for how my marriage is how my life is My dad may have conditioned and started a lot of it But i'm old enough to have put my foot down a long time ago My husband and my father being the only two men i've ever had any type of relationship at 27 is my own fault Sure, I was taught growing up that when men are around, don't make eye contact and keep my head down. And I did it, always, because good girls listen is what I was taught and all I ever knew. How did the wave of feminism keep missing me? How did I allow my father to push away every close female relationship I had? How did I allow both of them to alienate me from the world? OP, you're being controlled. It's not your fault. You've had this your entire life. I'm sorry, I have to say this. This is not your fault. Don't feel guilty. Two years ago, a woman, my age, I think, asked for a tampon in the bathroom and I gave her one. And we had a five minute conversation of girl talk that I gushed over. I'm not sure that is a good verb to be using, but nonetheless. I played it over and over for months until I realized it was absolutely insane. All she did was ask me what my favorite coffee order was and said I was pretty and she loved my handmade earrings. I had an extra pair in my car and I gave them to her and she hugged me. That was it. But I held on to those five minutes because it was the last time I had an interaction with a human being that didn't leave me feeling empty. Oh, wow. How sad. I should have left for good when he told me that getting a master's degree is for men. I should have left when I picked up woodworking and simple robotics as hobbies. And he told me that I might be transgender and that he can't be attracted to a woman that wants to be a man. I'm not trans or transphobic. I just like the smell of freshly sawed wood and making new things. I should have left when I got accepted into the best university in the state and he told me that women would be happier if they stopped trying to compete with men. I should have left when my dad died and my husband told me I wasn't upset enough about the man who would choke me over burning food and dinner not being good at 11 years old. Our relationship got considerably worse after the wedding when I told him everything my dad had done. I should have left when I got groped at a concert and he bought the guy a drink later. I should have left when his friend said things about my body and he just joined in and later told me I shouldn't complain and enjoy the attention while it lasts. I should have left when I told him I wasn't sure if I wanted kids and he told me I wasn't a real woman if I didn't want them. I should have left when he admitted to having his fellow officers follow me and show up to my job to make sure I was actually where I said I was. I should have left when he gave me the silent treatment for a month when I told him it was controlling and would only communicate via sticky notes. I should have left when I caught him sending nudes to a 19 year old I definitely should have left when the same girl replied to his nude photos Telling him how much of a loser he was and saying she felt bad for his wife Besides being predatory that one was quite frankly just embarrassing I guess the reason I stayed so long is that he makes it seem like he's trying After I caught him sexting, he immediately signed up for sex addiction therapy. When he said things that were hateful towards women, I would then see videos in his YouTube watch history about unlearning sexism. Watched all the way through. I would think, hey, at least that's way more than my dad ever did. Hey, at least he doesn't hit me. Hey, at least he brings me flowers and takes me on dates often. Men are just like that, I was told. Men have to be respected, I was told. Your husband deserves full trust. I thought to this day i'm not sure if he did these to please me temporarily or because he meant it and at least half tried i made the mistake of not leaving at least a hundred times i will never make that mistake again he texted and called non-stop after i left i went back to our home his house to get necessities with headphones on and he came out of nowhere and snatched them off my head and destroyed them airpod maxes that i just bought I just kept packing and ignored everything he said until I realized that my passport was gone. He won't admit it, but he 100% has it. I know it. He wouldn't sign the papers. 
We argued a bit and I finally just said it. I don't love you anymore. I can't love someone like you. I'm a grown woman now and I don't want to be with you anymore. He countered with, you can't survive without me. I'm the only man who's ever loved you. You don't have anything without me. I'm the breadwinner. This is my house. You have no money, no family, no friends. He's only right about the last two. I told him that we don't have a prenup. And if we divorce with him fighting me on it, I'll get half of everything. But if he signs the papers I gave him, it agrees to leave him the house and all the furniture, three of four cars, and 80% of the money in our savings and investments. I can walk away and start over. I want to walk away and start over. He, on the other hand, probably needs a retirement plan that isn't young women. It's more than he deserves, but I don't want to look at anything I have and be reminded of him. When he realized the yelling and threats wouldn't work, he then tried tears. And I almost caved. Then I remembered he was freaking 42 years old on his knees crying about a 27 year old that just wanted to be treated with love, dignity and respect. I gave him close to a decade of my life of nothing but loyalty and love. When he lashed out in anger, I responded with love. I'm all out of love. I picked a random Airbnb over state lines so he has little pull here and my job is allowing me to work remotely for now. I can already see a life that's actually worth living coming to me. I have a lot of legal stuff to figure out that will be a headache, but it's still a smaller headache than loving him was. I don't think I'll go back. I only use this account for woodworking and photos of cows. So yeah, sorry if I'm not super responsive. It was a lot of replies and I'm trying to go through them. Really though, thank you for the kind words. I've cried and felt more supported today than I have my entire life. And there we go. That is the end of that. The update that we were all hoping for, I guess. But still, the only thing I can really think of is just, that is so sad. Her entire youth, 27 years of her life, a quarter of a century over, has been pretty much destroyed, or at least very much controlled, warped, and manipulated by two disgusting men. How tragic is that? You know, guys, if there's one thing that I think we should all take from this story, it's this comment that I've just seen right now, which, to be honest, is excellent. It's up on screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. It says, Please take a moment to ponder this. All she did was ask me what my favorite coffee order was and said I was pretty. That is a sentence that we saw earlier on in the story. That one interaction with that one woman, those five minutes that Opie then thought about for years, it seems. No interaction is too small, even if seemingly insignificant. And every time we show a modicum of kindness and human warmth to really see someone else for a moment, it can make all the difference as it did in the story. What a moral that is. My boyfriend asked for a paternity test. As soon as the results show he's the father, I'm leaving him. I'm a new mum to a baby boy who is my pride and joy. And though it's been a roller coaster adjusting to taking care of a baby, the past few months have been great. Tiring, but great. I have a boyfriend of three years who is the first person relationship-wise that I've ever loved. And I thought we were doing great as new parents, but also as partners. Friday, he came home and he asked me for a paternity test. Just like that, completely out of the blue. I was putting away the dishes and he asked for one, like he was asking what was for dinner. I'm a different race from him, but our child, apart from the skin tone, is literally his mirror image from pictures I'd seen of him when he was a baby. I was stunned when he asked, and his reasons were that he had to be sure he was the father. He had to have that certainty. All I remember as he was speaking is just immediately feeling pain. The man I love doesn't trust me. He would actually believe that I would screw someone else, cheat on him, and then try to pass off another man's baby as his. I've never ever given him reason to think I would cheat on him. I've tried to be transparent and communicated, 
but it wasn't enough. He told me he would give me time to think about this, that he wouldn't go behind my back and do this test, but for our relationship to move forward, he needs to be 100% sure. He repeated this because he, in his words, need you to realize how serious I am. After thinking for a couple of days, I'm going to allow him this paternity test because I have nothing to hide. I never cheated and would have never cheated on him. Once it's proven that he's the father, I'm ending it. I'm leaving the same day and I'm going to try my best to be a cooperative co-parent with him. In the meantime, I'm coming up with my exit plan. A place to live and a lawyer to work out a custody arrangement and courts. I can't even tell my family or my friends right now because they would go nuclear and my first priority is our child. I hope the test was worth it to him. I'm not asking for advice or reassurance or to explain his side. I just, I'm just realizing this part of my life is now over. What a way to start the new year and what a way to start this episode But without further ado, the whole point of this subreddit is that we get to know what happens next So here is the first update three weeks later. We did the paternity test my boyfriend wanted It's been a couple of weeks since I posted and i've just been navigating things after i'm gonna call my boyfriend mason to keep things clear This is going to be long. Sorry. Don't be also why post this on reddit? I don't know guys. I don't know but to clarify a few things One, with different races, but to my knowledge, his family plus extended is more than okay with it. His mother actually set us up. I went to a dinner party and he and I were the only single people who had been invited and we hit it off. She admitted to trying to set us up for months. Two, we have had no issues with cheating or any situations where things could be sketchy during the years we've been together. We also haven't broken up or taken any breaks. Three, our son is his mirror image. My boyfriend confided to his cousin about the paternity test a couple of days after he asked me and the cousin told his wife and it spread like wildfire, especially in their family group chats. His mum put an end to the speculation though by doing a half and half pick of him and our son, but also adding some additional individual pics of both of them. She posted the pictures in the family group chat and said, look at the old pics I found of Mason. After people commented, she said, actually the one on the right is my grandchild or this one isn't Mason. Literally, the family members just thought that it was the same person in all of the pictures and that some of the photos were taken in darker lighting. That is how much our son looks like him, which I find funny, but also a little annoying. Like, I carried you for nine months, all for you to be a copy of your dad. I didn't see the group chat, but the topic died down when his mum did that. Anyway, we talked. When I'd made the first post, I was so angry and planned to leave, but the anger was quickly replaced by hurt once I calmed down. I realized if I blindsided him like that, I would be doing the exact same thing that he did to me when he asked for a paternity test. I planned to ask him to talk, but I also didn't want him to think that I was trying to get out of the test. So beforehand, I booked an appointment at two different paternity test locations. I asked him to talk when he came home and I made sure our child was at my mum's. I told him that whatever happened with this talk, the paternity test had been booked and would go forward. I basically asked him his reasoning and when he started having doubts about paternity. Was it a previous relationship? Did cheating happen? He said it was about a week before he asked me that he started having doubts. He said that he was on his lunch break one day just reading articles and he clicked on an old article about a man who found out his three kids weren't his after like 20 years. This led him into a rabbit hole of podcasters and YouTube videos that encourage men to ask for paternity tests. While he thought those podcasters were idiots, he said that paternity was an exception. He said his reasoning was that some women have done this before and he wanted to be sure. He said, you know it's yours because the baby comes out of you, but how do I know? This test gives me that assurance. I was hurt by that, but I decided to explain how I felt. 
I said that for him, it was a rational request. While for me, it was basically him saying that he didn't trust me. It was him saying that he believed I would cheat on him, get pregnant, have him emotionally, financially, and physically support me during the pregnancy and birth, and basically lie to him while he raised another man's child. I told him that I understand that women had done this before, but the fact that he thought I would do this to him is what bothered me. I told him the truth that when I was angry, I'd planned to leave and I even went looking into a lawyer, a co-parenting plan and a new place to live. He was stunned that I'd leave for something so small. I found that to be a weird kind of irony that he believed issuing an ultimatum about a paternity test and basically accusing your partner of cheating was something small. I told him I was really hurt by what he said, that I was still hurt, but that if he needs this peace of mind, that we would do it. He asked what about our relationship and I told him I didn't know. We did the test two days later, got the results back after three days. He opened both of them and to the surprise of no one, he is the dad. He was visibly relieved when he read the test and I don't know why that hurt more. It's been about two weeks from the results and I'm still really hurt. God, I sound so pathetic. I feel pathetic. I thought the results would maybe relieve some of that, but it didn't. It's like a switch clicked when he asked for the test and I can't find a way to click it off. I'm pretty sure that postpartum is playing a part in this because all I do is cry and I wasn't like this before. I've also moved into the spare room, something he was against, but I felt bad because apart from when our son is awake, I'm sad all the time. I'm looking for a therapist. I'm looking for a therapist. I don't know how people find therapists they like so quickly, by the way, and he wants to do couples therapy and is looking for one. He already has a few appointments booked just to try them out. He wants to move on, marriage, more kids in the future, and go back to where we were and thinks that our relationship is now stronger. While I'm just thinking, our relationship right now is weaker than a person on stilts. I don't know if I would say we're together. The physical affection is gone. I'm not in the right mindset and I don't want him to touch me. We rarely talk about anything but the baby. It's awkward and I'm trying to find a way back to where we were and I can't see how. I'm going to try and fix this and try therapy, individual and couples, but I just have this feeling that this is basically a sinking ship. I hope I'm wrong. I want very much to be wrong. And now moving on to the final update that was posted just a couple of weeks ago. I left. Things have gone downhill and under advisement, I can't really discuss it until things have been settled in court. I guess I'm really a cautionary tale on what can go wrong. Please, if you have concerns with your partner, discuss things beforehand, especially before you have a child. Thank you again for your different perspectives, hoping to have everything settled eventually. And there we go, a truly horrible story, all in all. I personally can't think of anything worse than being in OP's spot here. And by the way, all the time when you're saying you feel pathetic, you're so pathetic, you're definitely not. Like, it's as simple as this, as you said it yourself. The trust that you have with your partner, who you're about to have a kid with, or have just had a kid with, is completely gone. That's not pathetic. That is literally what the entire relationship is about. And also, if he doesn't understand why that's such a big deal to ask for a paternity test, then is he really someone that you want to be with anyway? That's such an obvious thing. And look, even if he really does want to get a paternity test for whatever reason, he has to understand why that's such a terrible thing to ask for, surely. It just goes against everything that a relationship would ever be, in my opinion. Ah sucks i will say though that from my perspective again i obviously don't know what's really going on the inner workings of the relationship how it is day to day but from what i've just read i think you've made the right decision i don't really know what you mean by things have gone downhill and you can't say about it because of a court case fair enough i hope you're safe and it wasn't you know too out of hand but yeah to me it does seem like it's a good thing that you left and that is just compounded to be fair by the final update okay moving on to our next post now this one was also posted on r slash true off my chest My sister is infertile and I'm glad. 
I am a 28 year old woman and I have an older sister Angela who is 30 whom I've never liked She always had to compete with me but never in a normal sibling rivalry way Our entire life she always seemed resentful of my existence as the spotlight couldn't perpetually shine on her So she had to step on everything I enjoyed per se if I learned piano She had to learn piano if I excelled at a subject She suddenly became a scholar in it if I told my mum I had a crush Angela would be dating that boy in a week I'd always tell my parents when she did this, but I was disregarded because sisters copy each other and I can't gatekeep what she likes. She always monitored what activities I did and the clothes I wore so she could outdo me. If I wore a flannel, Angela would come to school wearing an all flannel dress. It was 2010 and that was peak fashion in our school. There was also more praise that followed Angela. Even if I took the initiative to begin the activity first, she was praised because she was better. My parents would miss work to attend her dance recitals, going to every single one because the world would stop if they missed it. However, I remember maybe two of mine they attended because they were stuck at work or were otherwise preoccupied. Angela reveled in this. She'd make comments under her breath around our parents. Whenever our parents weren't around, she'd tell me how much she hated me and how I should stop trying because I'd always come second to her. She also physically bullied me in school. Angela purposely tripped me, threw things at me, and hit me in the hallways on a nearly daily basis. The school had gotten involved multiple times, threatening Angela with suspension, and my parents fought it every time. My parents repeatedly told administration that this was a family matter, and we were just bickering like normal sisters. She was never once, though, reprimanded by either parent. Once, Angela was caught impaling a cat on the school fence, and my parents still defended her, saying this was normal teenage behavior. Oh my God. I often was the one in trouble as Angela would start crying, saying how she was being targeted by the school when I had antagonized her. After one of these occasions, Angela cut and bruised herself to prove to dad that I was the aggressor. Wow, that is so manipulative. I became a pariah due to Angela's malicious rumors about me, so it was difficult for me to make friends. I resorted to only befriending people from other districts. Angela eventually made sure I had nobody by stalking them, befriending them, telling all my friends lies about how I was favored by our parents, and I constantly bullied and belittled her. She even stole boyfriends of mine doing this, convincing them I was horribly mean and an awful person that copied her every move. Once, she catfished me on MySpace for four months and baited me into sending her nudes, which she proceeded to send to my parents and everyone in school, including teachers. What? This woman is mental. Later on, she told one of the boys I liked that those were actually her pictures and that I had catfished her. I can't actually quite believe what I'm reading. This is one of the most disgusting people I think I've ever come across, ever. Let's carry on. The day of my high school graduation, my mum sat me down and told me Angela revealed the horrid abuse she'd suffered at my hands and that I was no longer welcome in their home. After moving out the next day, my parents made very few attempts to communicate with me, only the occasional holiday and birthday text. All financial aid was also abruptly ended as soon as I stepped foot on campus. I met my now husband shortly after this and we were married within a year. They did not feel inclined to attend my wedding or even congratulate me. I informed my parents when I had my first child eight years ago as an opening, but they've made no attempt to contact or meet any of my now three children. Best I know of Angela now from what I've heard is that she got married to one of the boyfriends she stole from me in high school and she's been posting about her infertility issues and how she can't offer my parents 
their first grandbaby. After years of silence, I received a text at eight this morning from my mother that I will copy and paste below. Hey, OP, it's me, your mama. We haven't talked in a while and I surely miss you terribly. I wanted to let you know that your sister just had a miscarriage earlier this week. Angie and Justin are struggling a lot right now. Send something a little sweet her way. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Get back to me. I love you. I hate to say it, but I'm glad she's suffering. I'm glad she doesn't get to be a mother. If she tormented me for years, what would she do to a child, especially a girl? I don't wish death on any baby, but I know in my heart that child would be damaged by her. I'm angry at my parents, expecting me to have any sense of obligation to her. I don't even have any sense of obligation to them. They always believed her and dismissed me. I was always the problem child. And it's strange how my mother can be so warm to me when asking me to do something for my sister. Also, the fact they cared more about my sister's now dead fetus than my actual children, who wonder why they've only got one set of grandparents. I feel some sort of guilt for it, but I refuse to offer any condolences to my destructive, narcissistic sister who's been justified in her bad behavior since birth. Maybe this will change her, help her develop empathy or any type of emotion that isn't hate or vindictiveness. If that happens, I would be more than willing to offer support. But until then, I feel nothing but a small inkling of happiness that she's hurt. Am I awful for this? My gosh, I mean, guys, update, of course, incoming. But first of all, I need to answer that question. And the resounding answer is quite an obvious no. Like, again, as I said during that, this girl, your sister, is one of the most malicious people that I've ever come across in any of these posts ever. Like, I genuinely do mean that. And I know that sounds a little bit hyperbolic. And I do say that sort of thing quite often. This time, I mean it. Like, there's levels to this. And this is just demonic honestly it's like devil-like it's satan personified it's unbelievable it really is i'm so so sorry i have to deal with this so then nonetheless um what's gonna happen now i've got no idea let's get into the update that was posted a few days later in the comments hey i'm back with an update i wanted to thank all of you guys sincerely for the comments awards and personal messages i've received i feel very emotional knowing that my account of my childhood is finally being believed and met with warmth and support. It's been hard for me to talk about, as many believe I'm being disingenuous or overdramatic. It's hard to believe, so I get it. So really, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I decided not to respond to my mother. I blocked both of my parents, and I thought it would end there. But when does it ever? Wednesday morning, my messenger was being flooded with texts from my parents' siblings. Most of the messages consisted of me being told I need to answer my mother's calls and how callous I was being. I proceeded to block all of them as well. My cousin heard this from her younger sister, who was subject to being around my parents and Angela for family dinners. My mother and her siblings all live within a couple of blocks from each other and eat together most nights. I'm very sorry to hear that. All right, so here is a transcript of some of the things that OP's cousin's younger sister heard the family saying about OP. And Aunt Kathy is OP's mum in this. Angela kept calling OP an abusive ingrate because she wouldn't talk to Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy said they needed to start inviting OP to family stuff so she comes around to being a surrogate. You know, guys, I was wondering when that word was going to be mentioned. It got weird real quick because Angela said she wants to use my husband's sperm so her kid is tall and has blue eyes. Then Kathy, OP's mom, was saying how they just need to be around her for like a year. Then they can cut her off again or whatever. Angela kept saying that OP is the only way she can have kids because she doesn't want to raise someone's trash baby. Now, reading those messages made me want to hurl. Do they think that my uterus is some fish hatchery that can be bought with some kind words and casserole? It's nice to know Angela is too much of a narcissistic butt 
to adopt though. I am officially done with every single one of them. If they try to come around me, I would get a restraining order before they can even darken my doorstep. Between the weak conspiracy they come up with to try and use me like a baby bargain bin and the nasty words they continue to speak about me, I will no longer claim to have a family outside of the one I've created. I'm sorry if this is difficult to read, but reading that again just got me so worked up. But you guys got the update you asked for, so that's the silver lining, I guess. Anyway, thank you guys again. And there we have it. <sighs> again, like, much like the first story there, guys. <sighs> What is this? Those are two of like, the deepest, darkest stories I've ever read. An entire family just against both people, both posters. It just sucks to see. It's just weird. Like, they're the nice people. It doesn't even matter that they're the ones reading it or writing it and that it's coming from their perspective. Obviously, you would say that's a little bit biased, but it doesn't even matter because it's so clear from the way they're talking the events they describe that those things have happened to them and that they are the nice people and they're just being picked on by their horrible family members it's crazy that this exists but yeah back-to-back -back stories of just super tough situations but good outcomes with that one 100 keep doing what you're doing block those let's keep it light and keep it pg but you know what I mean? I will say one final point though, guys, that OP, you better get that restraining order pretty quickly because I think that this is going to escalate if you're not careful with the rest of that psycho family. They're getting your parents' siblings on board. Who's next? You know, the parents' dogs, some other family members like psycho granny. Who knows? Maybe even a newborn. Not going to come from your sister, that's for sure. Now, is that is that nice? I don't think that's a very nice thing to say, but based on what I've just read, that's a joke that I think I can just about get away with. Love a bit of dark humor. And there it is. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this one. I'm going to leave that joke in just because, you know, why not? Uh, I really hope you did enjoy this episode. A couple of just mental posts there. Oh, my heart goes out to the posters, I will say that. But uh, yeah, if you did enjoy and you want more content like this straight away from one of my quickly becoming favorite subreddits on the entirety of Reddit, check out the video on screen. Also link down below if you want to watch more and subscribe to the channel. Follow me. Drop a like on the episodes. I just get cramped my foot, but we're going to carry on. Oh, what an outro. Ah. Oh. There we go, it's gone. What a time to get cramp, hey? Keep it sexy. Okay, everybody. Should I click stop? Oh, I just might. And I have. My fiance got a face tattoo without talking to anyone. I am honestly stunned right now. My fiance, Kim, I have just learned, is completely insane. She took some days off work this week, sick, and avoided seeing most people in person. She claimed she was feeling sick and just wanted to stay home alone. She's never given me any indication that she would lie about this in the six years we've been together. No one in her family had any worries because she was a stable individual who'd never do anything crazy. She got a face tattoo. She took three sick days from work to recover from the fact that she got a face tattoo. She told no one of this plan beforehand. I've never in our time together been talked to about tattoos by Kim. She showed no indication that she was even interested in getting any. I was not even the first to learn. Her sister visited her because she got worried after Kim cancelled meeting with her for lunch on her third day sick and got the grand reveal. She did not tell anyone beforehand because she didn't want to be talked out of it and she hid the results because the swelling and redness were so bad that we would react badly and not be able to understand the artistic meaning. Kim is Asian American. She got Japanese symbols going down her forehead and under her eye. I don't know the meaning of them. I don't really know if I care to know the meaning of them. Kim's parents are Japanese immigrants. According to her sister, who was nice enough to inform me of this whole debacle, this is a big no-no in Japanese culture. 
tattoos have links to crime and are looked down upon. Her parents are beside themselves and that is a whole other set of drama I can't even begin to approach. Kim talked to me last night about her and acted offended and started a fight because I told her it was absolutely insane of her to do this. She works a public facing job. She talks face to face with clients in the financial industry. The minute her boss finds out, the career she went to school for will be over. She actually didn't consider her job or family or me at all and decided a long time ago she was going to express herself freely without any concerns. I'm worried about her right now. This is not normal. She blocked my number after our fight and is ghosting me and her sister because we're trying to help. But dear lord, this is far beyond me. I cannot comprehend what I'm even supposed to do right now. Kim's lost her mind. Is there any chance I will be happily married to this? A woman who went and got a face tattoo and hid that fact because she knew we would all talk her out of it. Dear lord, I really need to run, don't I? The engagement is pretty much off. Kim has told me she never wants to see me again and I woke up this morning with her ring and a box of stuff I gave her on my porch. I don't know what's going on with her. Her sister and family have been trying their best, but nothing on their end is working. I brought up to her sister the idea that this is a mental breakdown and they're looking into getting her help. It's painfully slow considering Kim is not responding to anything and is refusing to talk to anyone. I really don't know what to say here, I guess. To answer some questions, Kim is 29 and I'm 28. In the seven years I've known her, she's never acted like this at all. She has a good relationship with her parents, and while they were a bit overbearing at times, they supported her in going to college and getting a career rather than starting a family. From what I've gathered, they probably would have been fine with any tattoo she got, as long as it was not on her face, neck, or hands. Even then, this kind of behavior is as far from Kim as I could have imagined. She just lost her mind out of nowhere. It's not like I can do anything about it either. She's blocked my number and does not want to see me. I'm just at a loss for words. One day I'm engaged and the next I'm not and my ex has a face tattoo. I mean, what a story to start off today's episode with. I will be honest with you guys. This to me screams like some form of manic episode. It's so far out of her natural character from all you are saying. And it's not just you, OP, that's saying this. It's her entire family as well. And you've been with her for seven years and you've never seen her be like this even a tiny bit. Yeah, I'm no psychologist, but that screams to me that something has gone wrong there. Especially because it just makes no sense as well. Like she is literally throwing away her career, her education, her life her job, maybe even her parents. Like something's definitely going on here. And I don't want to try and guess what's going on, but yeah, it's clearly not very good. And I think ultimately she needs some help. Okay then, now moving on to our second story. Now this one comes from r slash relationship advice. How can I manage the resentment my 25-year-old girlfriend and I, a 42-year-old man, have for each other? I know I'm going to get a lot of trash for the absurd age gap and the way we started. And I agree and I deserve it, but I would really like some genuine advice past going to counseling. She won't agree and I can't afford it anyways. Tangible things that I can work on and introduce to help us, either as a couple or as effective co-parents. Long story short, my ex-wife and I were together since middle school. We have four daughters in their teens. I was a stay-at-home dad and part-time worker for most of my life until my youngest was in middle school. My ex agreed to invest in a passion project business of mine. I hired a receptionist. We started an affair and she baby-trapped me. Now we're living together and have a young son. She resents me because she feels she was fooled. She saw me as a business owner who had a nice car, nice clothes, took her to nice places, etc. 
She thought I was rich. So she got pregnant on purpose She admitted it. That's not an assumption hoping to use me to not work and sponsor her family from overseas Well, actually my ex-wife and her family are the rich ones. None of our homes were in our names We were renting from her parents and giving them a nominal fee with the expectations that these homes would be left to my ex and me after their death This allowed my ex's salary, roughly 150,000, which isn't actually huge in this high cost of living area, to stretch, and we lived a really good life. I left our marriage with half our savings, roughly 25K, and my personal property and car. I lost my business due to lack of funding and I did not seek alimony. I resent her because I feel I was fooled. I thought she loved me and couldn't believe the interest a young, hot woman showed in me. She was incredibly persistent and pursued me strongly. But she has no feelings for me, no care or desire. Now that the ruse has dropped, I can't believe I gave up my entire life for what I see as an ego trip. I loved my ex-wife. Really, I did and still do. But I'd never been with another woman and any attempts to open our relationship were shot down. This was like a wet dream come true and I was weak. Now, both me and my girlfriend are in a place we didn't imagine. She's living in a trashy apartment with an old man and still has to work. I've lost my kids, the love of my life, my family, my lifestyle, my business, and it's all 100% my own fault. She stopped being intimate with me as soon as she found out I wasn't rich. We're still together on my end because I feel like I need to have something to show for this trash show of a situation. At least I got a son and a partner out of it. At least it wasn't for nothing. And also because I don't trust her with our son. She would never agree to give me full custody and she's not a good mother. I'd be worried for his safety and the people she would have him around. I honestly don't know why she hasn't left me from her end. What can I do to improve this situation? I know logically it would be best to break up and co-parent, but I'm afraid for my son and I'm embarrassed for myself. Is there a way to salvage this situation? I'm thinking of just telling her we can have an open relationship. She can sleep with whoever she wants and go wherever she wants as long as she lives here so I can have my son 100% of the time. I work from home. I don't know if that's the answer here though. Okay, wow, what a story. Before I even give any thoughts, there's a very important update that was posted just a week later. Let's get straight into that. I had an affair, my ex-wife divorced me, and my kids absolutely refused to speak to me. I was an incredibly involved dad. Most of their lives, I worked one to two days a week and then stayed home with them the rest. I was closer to them than their mum, and I'd like to think I've never disappointed them before this. I made a mistake. It's been over two years since it all came out, and I haven't been able to make any headway. My eldest is hung up on the fact that I now have a young son. Every firstborn of each generation in my family has been a boy for a long time and she broke the streak I honestly could not care less about that I've always thought that pressure was stupid and i'm not a traditionally masculine guy that always wanted a boy But she's so hurt that I have a son and is convinced that's all i've ever wanted and he's replaced her and my daughters None of that is true All of my girls said they don't consider themselves to have a brother and want nothing to do with him All four of them feel betrayed and blame me for breaking up our family. I deserve the blame It's my fault and I take responsibility But I can't change the past and I don't know how I can begin making up for it My ex has full custody of them, but i'm supposed to have visitation one weekend a month They're all in therapy and it was suggested to not enforce the visitation and respect their boundaries while they work through it 
I've done that the entire time and there's no progress made Does anyone have any suggestions about what I can do here? My ex absolutely hates me But was always supportive of the girls staying in contact with me She's respected their wishes but still gives me updates once in a while My eldest is turning 18 soon and graduating this coming year and probably moving away for university I feel like the time to make up with her especially is slipping away. I know i'm the trashy person here I was a terrible husband, but I was honestly a really good dad and I miss my girls Has anyone been through something like this? How did it turn out? What are your suggestions? Okay, that is the end of the first update But now we're going to get into a few replies to comments that op has left down below So one user asked op if he fought for custody I did fight for custody But they were all old enough that the court considered their preference and the situation and only granted me visitation A part of that was also because I didn't have the means to get a place large enough for all four girls My son my girlfriend and myself I still don't have room for them in my current apartment and being a mostly stay-at-home dad did not give me the experience or education to get a good enough job to support them here if i had the choice i would have chosen my ex and family over my affair partner another user then asked op if his affair partner is his son's mother she is i got baby trapped during the affair something again that she admitted which i know makes this much worse i think i could have maintained a relationship with my girls even after the divorce if i didn't have to stay with her and didn't have a new baby then another user tells op that he abandoned his family for a girl half his age so he couldn't expect them to want anything to do with them now that is kind of where i'm coming from guys we need to be getting a little bit harsh with this guy i didn't abandon them replied op i didn't leave my family for my girlfriend I wanted to stay with my girls and my ex and work this out My ex refused because the girls already knew about the affair and it wouldn't be setting a good example And there was going to be another child involved that she wanted nothing to do with But to be clear, I would have stayed with my family after the affair if given the choice Yeah, okay, but it's easy to say that once you're the one that's cheated on your wife The affair was a stupid mistake born out of curiosity since my ex was the only woman i've ever been with It was not something I was committed to or wanted to continue long term. Is OP really trying to justify this at the moment? I'm confused. This is awful. Then another user asked OP if he and his ex had a conversation about exploring their sexuality and why he sought the affair in the first place. I brought this up before and we did have honest conversations about it. We've been together since middle school and have been each other's first and only. She loved that. She had no curiosity about other people and thought it was special that we'd only had sex with each other. And she's a very monogamous person in general. She couldn't even handle the thought of me being with someone else. If I wanted to be with someone else, it would have to be as a single man. And I didn't seek an affair. My girlfriend pursued me strongly and it just happened. Oh my God, dude. She got pregnant quite early into it. I didn't really plan on anything. Oh, here we go. A great response to that comment. Just happened, huh? What, you accidentally fell into her? I could not agree more with that comment. Like, come on, man. And then finally, one more user asked OP, why not just separate from his girlfriend? I have to stay with her because she's a bad mother and I don't trust her with our son. If we split up, then she would have him at least 50% of the time. I would have left a long time ago, if not for that. Okay, pretty crazy so far. But now let's jump a couple of months forward to January the 26th, 2022, where we get the final update of this story. Good news. My girlfriend and I have broken up. She's gone back to her home country and left my son with me. Refused to sign any formal custody agreement. So I'm hoping she stays there and doesn't bother us again. I'm pretty sure if she comes back and demands time with him, I have a good case for maintaining custody. 
She's not even interested in facetiming with him. So he remembers her I feel bad that my son has to deal with a trashy and absent mother But I hope I can get him into therapy as he grows That is such a sad opening paragraph my word now the bad news I've tried my best to insist on visitation with my daughters and that has fallen through They absolutely refuse to see me They wrote me a letter together that says how much they hate me how betrayed they feel how they'll never forgive me and how my son will never be their brother to not even bother telling him about them because they'll never be interested in knowing him just to forget about them altogether and move on with my new family i have no legal recourse the youngest is 13 now old enough to have a say in custody agreements and i don't think forcing them to see me would do me any favors long term anyways they also included pictures of their mother's wedding my ex has no obligation to tell me about her personal life but i'm pretty fuming that there's a man living with my daughters that i didn't know about ah now you know it feels my friend it's a family friend that has been in their lives for 10 plus years so not a total stranger but it still hurts to see pictures of their recent wedding and family pictures with my daughters they mentioned that they have a father figure and don't need me anyways sorry guys i'm actually on the verge of laughing here this is so ridiculous how can you be upset by this this has all come about because of your stupid actions the whole thing really hurt yeah i'm sure it did how about getting cheated on by your husband when you have four daughters that probably hurts as well I know I have no right to feel hurt that my ex has moved on when I cheated on her exactly But their whole relationship has moved very fast. So i'm now wondering if they started it before we got divorced No way to know now doesn't matter anyways yeah, it doesn't matter because you literally had an affair. What, what is going on here? My ex agreed to keep me up to date and send pictures of my daughters once in a while. After dealing with my son's mum, I'm grateful that she is so good to our girls and that I don't have to worry about their well-being. I'm trying to focus on being a good dad to my son and patiently waiting for my girls to grow up and reach out. It may never happen, but I'm hopeful that they'll understand me more as they become adults and gain context for life oh my word that is so patronizing and let's end with this the top comment on this post man ruined his whole life to get his pp wet for five minutes exactly now this might just go down as one of the worst posts from an op's perspective that i've ever come across i mean like seriously this is an absolute shambles from start to finish i actually just think that even though he's saying yeah it's my fault oh i shouldn't have done it it still feels if he's not taken ownership for what he's done like blaming it on his new girlfriend saying that he baby trapped him all that stuff saying that it wasn't his fault she approached me she came on to me strongly what a load of absolute bull i still love my ex-wife i love my family i want to be with them if you really did you would never have done this i'm sorry it's just a fact uh, i don't know this guy just screams like picture the biggest red flag you can possibly picture as in on a world map bigger than america and that's his geezer. Also, I wonder how he'd feel if his girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, actually cared for him and wanted to be with him and wasn't after him just for his money. Would he feel as bad? Would he feel the remorse? Would he be thinking, oh, I shouldn't have done this? Or would he be thinking, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Like, I did this on purpose. It was my choice. Like, that's kind of what I'd be inclined to think. Also, I just love the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, I know I cheated and had an affair and ruined my entire relationship with my children and my ex-wife, but... I don't like the fact that she's moved on and is with someone else who is actually probably a good father figure and your daughters now actually like having her around. It's crazy. The level of hypocrisy and just lack of guilt is unbelievable. If you are watching this video, my friend, you are an absolute disgrace of a man, but I kind of think you probably already know it. 
by the comments that you got on this post. So then guys, that is going to do it for this special episode. Some of the best, best of stories that I've read over the past few months. Really hope you enjoyed it. I personally just love these sort of long form videos where you can sit back, relax, just chill, whack it on in the background if you're doing something else, playing a game or whatever, studying, doing some gardening. I don't know, giving yourself a massage. It could be anything. And that is the beauty of the long form. If you did enjoy and you enjoy me as a person, then please do get ahead in the description. Click that top link and go ahead and fundraise. You know, we're doing it together. It's going to be a great laugh, me running 26.2 miles. And if you want to see me in full Karen makeup, then all you've got to do is hit that £2,000 target and it's going to happen, hopefully sooner rather than later. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.